0: This is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm Joe. And I'm JP. Hello, everyone. Sorry, it's a Tuesday again. It's been a fucking busy weekend, though. There was a lot to catch up on. It's mainly my fault. Uh, But mainly, JP, all I want to know is what's the most interesting place you watch the match this weekend. Because, my God, I felt like JP trying to fit matches in in the the G1 matches in in the work (laughs) toilets and on the bus to work and... On my lunch break, it's been it's been tough to try and watch everything this weekend.
1: Well, today was probably the a lot of it at work this week. Joe's Joe's been on holiday, so he's not had this. But I had uh, I was watching some today. He'll know this. Uh, one of our one of our managers, Catherine, walks in during. <laughs> shout out there, uh, to
2: Catherine.
1: Yeah, shout out to Catherine. She won't be listening. <laughs> It'd be, that would be an unusual chain of events. Might play it to her. Um, no, no. <laughs> and she came in as a uh, Naito Tai was on, and I just went, yeah, it's Japanese wrestling. Kat. It's exactly what what you think it is. And then uh, and she was all she didn't get it. Bless her. She tried to be nice about it. I paused it, and then we had a work meeting about curriculum for the next hour.
0: Nice. So that's it. No, yeah. Nothing on the bus. Nothing going for a run. I just pointed, JP. A uh, little bit on a little bit on the bus. A little
1: bit on the bus on Monday. Outside of that, pri- yeah, primarily been able to sit down and watch it inside a room, preferably on, like, a massive screen as well. Which room been, were you in? 210. Uh, ah,
3: best screen.
0: Shout out to 210.
3: Yeah. Great screen. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pr- cracking room opposite two Science Labs. I digress. <laughs> but it has got a cracking
0: screen. Oh, oh, good. Joe, do you watch anything anywhere interesting, or just on – do you spend your whole holiday catching up on wrestling, or – how have you
3: been? I had a decent weekend. I didn't go anywhere too dramatic this weekend. So busy, but mostly at home. So managed to get it in. And I had today off and yesterday off. So yeah,
0: for once I've probably watched more than everyone else, which is a first. Oh wow, impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll have to start at booking point. some days off. It's just getting it's get, this is kind of the start of the summer and it's only getting worse from here. Uh it's gonna be a crazy few weeks.
1: I'm I'm on holiday basically from Thursday onwards. Oh. So at that point, like I'll be completely headlong into this.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll kind of be in the same boat. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was going to mention, Joe, as well, is we got feedback uh, asking for more Wu Tang singalongs for you. I don't know if you're uh, you're into <laughs> doing that for us. Uh, it wasn't even the right song I got you to sing either. But you sang it so well, I had to use it as the intro, the outro, even. <laughs>
3: What did you get me to sing? I can't even
0: remember. Shimmy Shimmy Yarr by ODB. I was, I was talking about it like it was Kevin Nash's instrumental in TNA, but actually I went back and listened. He was using Dr. Dre. It, it was like a rip off of uh, two thousand uh, Still Dre by Dr. Dre from the 2001 album. Oh, uh, shit. Which is it's Kevin Nash, is it? So who else is going to pull that up? Do you remember who used like the version of Shimmy Shimmy Yar? It took me a while to work it out. It was no. WCW, it was Shane Helms when he was, um, I think he was Sugar Shane at that point. Uh, he was using three count, yeah. yeah. Right after you know, at the very end when he was getting like the little push, right as WCW ended and they were introducing the cruiser tag division, and he was kind of like the he was he'd started doing the Vader which blew my mind the first time I saw it. Uh, that's where I got that memory from. So yeah, sorry, I got those two things transposed. I got the wrong Linkin Park song for Joey Janela. <laughs> it wasn't a good week last week for uh, for me as a uh, music correspondent. Luckily, uh, Chris Wilson, uh puppy right as our, our new metal correspondent.
3: I don't remember. This Kevin
0: Nash version is still at all. Oh, it's it's like he used that and then they tried to give them like the, I think he used the Wolfpack theme for a little bit, which was a weird copyright thing because that was definitely a WCW theme. Uh, and then I think he changed to something later on. But yeah, it was like his early days TNA theme. It was, to be honest, it's, I'd forgotten about it, but listen to it back. It's one of my favorites. I think it's, it's not doesn't quite beat the Scott Hall, Razor Ramon ripoff. Uh, marvelous, Me. That's an incredible TNA theme. Aces and eights. that's a good one. What's your top TNA themes, JP?
1: Jeff Jarrett's number one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My world. Come on. The best one is James Storm. (laughs) Have a beer, a drink (laughs) in. Deer skinning, or whatever it is. Johnny Cash listening. <laughs> I remember when, uh, my brother Facebook raped me once when that was the thing. And the Facebook rape was Joe Lemon likes deer skinning. Joe, Joe <laughs> Lemon likes beer drinking. Joe <laughs> Lemon likes moonshine. I think it was just not moonshine swinging. It was just Joe Lemon likes moonshine. <laughs> and it was everything that James Storm liked in his <laughs> a theme. Wow. So it was a frape for the benefit of like
2: Two people <laughs> uh, see Rob
1: on. Van Dam's TNA theme tune.
2: Awful.
3: <laughs> so just list just <coughs> and names and moves. But but the last one, Ben Assassinator. Was that a move? No. I remember that.
1: No, that wasn't a move. That wasn't a thing, was it, Ben? I think they
0: were just making stuff up at that point. Need lyrics. Just just insert here.
3: What I used to love was when that music would play. The impact zone, looking at the front row and watching these absolute losers banging their head as furiously
0: as possible. Oh, that's so- no way to talk about J. Pro
2: Van Damme! <laughs> the whole
0: fucking show. You started on Slamiversary the other week. It's still alive. Wow. Against Moose. Yeah.
3: Oh, there's a theme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I met him, I almost asked, like I was almost like talking about Impact, like it was years ago that he used to work there, not realizing that he literally works there now. Him, Rhino, Tommy Dreamer, the whole ECW crew, uh, still
3: doing the same stuff as well. eh, Rob, that's it.
0: Yeah, same spots. That's it. He was so innovative, yeah. wasn't he, in ECW, and then he got to WWE, got into that WWE pattern, and just did the same spots over and over for the last twenty years. It's uh, it's quite a shame. But I'll be seeing lots of him because I you know because I ordered Slammiversary on Fight. I got an email today saying I've been given a free three months of Impact Plus, so uh, <laughs> get ready for all the hot takes from uh, the Mate, Impact chuck, archives. Chuck it this way if you're
1: not. You know, <laughs> I, I want to get to the finally. I've got the time to get to the bottom of this Kevin Nash Great Mash and TNA thing, <laughs> and I've I've got the time to do it. Right. So I'm I'm well up for
3: that. And you could find uh, if he was coming out to his version of still. There you go, you can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Conan probably should have had a version of Still, should be, were the lyrics of that song.
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, though, he's had that LX theme for a very long... That's one of, like, the Relic TNA themes that kind of stuck around. Like, even the new LX LX were using it, and it was name-dropping Homicides and and Conan.
2: Yeah. Taking
3: the time to affect the beat because I have still got love for the streets and Conan's all about
0: the streets, you see isn't it? <laughs> Very Conan, yeah. Kids getting run over, you know, all kinds. There you know, we go. Three Live Crew as well, you know. We had saying that with that with Three Live Crew, they had Roland Kaylings there to do the rap, so they probably didn't need a uh, need a knockoff theme. Perhaps he's got his free
3: bank accounts, five ounces, and two vehicles. I think I got that completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you You're not getting Wu Tang this week. You're getting right. It's definitely ounces. Vehicles and bank accounts, but I not remember in which order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Written by Jay Z as well. Classic.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Any any other TNA theme memories or? or <laughs> oh, J- on. Storm on repeat. There you go. Throw that on. Did uh, like did like beer money?
3: That one. Oh, that's a classic. Oh, like, AJ AJ Storm. Uh, Angle coming at some rap,
0: which I was found old. It was always good. There was yeah. like kind of a little bit of a patriotic rap, though. I think it worked. It worked like the hard-edged Kurt angle that we got in TNA. I think it worked out well. Because it was that,
1: <repeats> wasn't it? Something like you that. You would know. I... I, would know.
0: How many times you've listened to the music of TNA on repeat, uh, JP, as you uh, as you bike around uh, Oxford? No comment. <laughs> so... Sometimes at work, when I know
3: I know JP's footsteps so well that if i'm in the toilet i know when he's gone into the toilet across from me So <laughs> sometimes we'll be doing the business at the same time and just to give him a bit of a shake i'll put on like james storm's theme really loud so he can <laughs> hear it from the tape from the from the cubicle across I and mean, then he'll throw on
0: it has happened hasn't it yeah you throw on rob van damme's theme come back yeah oh. Please do that when you're staying at my house uh, in a few weeks. You guys can Have you got two place. toilets? I've only got one. You can stand outside, though, just shouting at them if you like, playing playing can songs. We, can
1: we play the competing um, listening to different Dave Meltzers at the same time? Okay. <laughs> in like That's four, four always... different rooms in
0: the house that we do in Germany.
1: Mate, it, it seems worse than Scientology. You've mm. just got like four or five people walking around <laughs> listening to various wrestling observers from oh. various time points.
0: Uh, amazing, yeah. Well, I definitely have to do that. We've got a few things planned. Out, but you're coming up to see, for some reason, JP. You're coming up early and coming to the TNT show with me on the Thursday. Mm. Uh, on the Friday, we're gonna try and swing swing by Brookside Close. We were talking before we started today. Yeah, I've never been myself, so gonna be a big moment that if I can uh, get you there, maybe take you to the to the Bread Streets, which are, are right by my work. Maybe catch some Future Shock that weekend too. Should be a full ah. weekend.
1: I also figured there's going to come a point where I might just have a wander around Liverpool looking for Pete, looking for Jimmy
0: Corkill, basically. Doesn't he work for like a radio station in Liverpool or something? Seriously? I think so. Yeah, I can't remember. Right. Maybe, maybe TNT you could get him to do an appearance. Maybe if we like petition them, maybe we could get him on the show.
1: We well, did ICW and that seemed to go down an absolute
3: fucking storm.
0: Get a Barry
3: Grant in as well while you're at a bit of a reunion. Oh, t- <laughs>
0: That's it. Well, we're going to be. Gareth's That's... going to be around. Uh, a couple of my mates, Matty, and that are going to be around. We're going to be trying to watch uh, JP's pay per view of the year at some oh. Triple Mania. Uh, maybe maybe we could get Jimmy Corker and Simba. Get all the lads in to watch uh, Triple Mania with us.
1: Abs- absolutely. I don't know. I, I don't know if you saw this. There was a thing on on Twitter which had Pete comparing Dwayne Johnson to uh, characters from Brookside. And I know Mick Johnson came up, and he looks him. like an absolute dapper dude.
3: Oh, he's still looking good. He, was he in, really is. I was watching Coronation Street on Christmas Day last year, and he was in that, and I was like, oh, really? Yeah, him and Liz had a bit of a thing going on, Liz McDonald. And I was like, Mick is looking all right. Is no man, man can tame Liz McDonald, can they? Jim well, Jim tried, and luckily she going to have that one eventually. Yeah. He was the right piece of work was Jim McDonald, as you probably know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. How would I know? You, I remember brought him up once more and you were like, hey, he was all right back in his day.
1: He, he liked to drink back in the day. And that's, yeah, that's very
3: what, much the case. That's, I remember you going on about it before. Yeah. You were talking about the firm and his appearance in that. I remember him being. Was he in the firm? Yeah, he's part of the hooligan gang with Gary Oldman in the firm. The ICC. Yes. Yeah. I and mean, then you were talking about him back in the day or something. And you really fancy Liz, don't you?
1: She was like one of my <laughs> crushes. Yeah, I'm not ashamed to say that. That's Steve and Andy
0: were young. Do you reckon yeah. we could get Jim or Liz or any of the cast of, you know, say I joke about getting them round to watch Triple Mania with us, but I can't imagine the fees that high. You know, I couldn't even like, you know, be, uh, Dean Gaffney. You know, when he stands example, I've heard about yeah, him doing.
3: Extenders at the moment,
0: though. Oh, was he back in? Is he? I was going to yeah, say. Exactly. In, in. Oh, I remember there being that. stories of him doing appearances for like fifty quid, hundred quid. We could have pulled together. We could have done a Patreon and got that going.
3: I'd have got gappers around, but I reckon he'd have, Mate. he'd have left after a while or he'd be asked where the women are because you know what Gandhi's <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. basically.
2: Oh,
0: brilliant. Oh, well, we'll yeah. watch a space anyway. Yeah, maybe we'll do it. We'll go, go for I'm a meal serious.
1: I'm really thinking about this now. I'm going to end up scouring, saying, okay, if we could get, I don't know, Sinbad for 100 quid to watch Triple Mania, <laughs> I, I'd be interested in it. I don't know if YouTube anybody else
3: would. Mick Johnson was also recently in the Full Monty touring show in the UK. Really? Playing the part of Denzel. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know, really. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Even Gary Lucy, I think Gary Lucy in the Robert Carlyle role. It was in Oxford. Did you not see the posters up?
1: That's funny, so I get the bus to work directly opposite there as well. I zone out at that yeah, time Yeah, there the was a morning. poster
3: up and Mick Johnson was on there. Yeah.
1: Oh, bollocks. He'd have been around Oxford as well. See see what I've missed? Could have brought yeah. him. I can't catch him in Oxford. I'm going to catch him on home territory then in Liverpool.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. Lads, any other bucket list things you want to do while you're in Liverpool? Anything else we could do?
1: Anything that Jeff Jarrett did. Uh, <laughs> there as well, well. We need to have
0: a word with Lee McAteer then. Get the tram, all going.
1: I'm certainly get, getting a photo outside uh, the Beatles Museum the way Double J did. Nice.
0: <laughs> uh, I live right by Goodison. I can take you there. I don't know about Brenton Park, though. Um, oh, yeah. A Marine got a, a pre-season friendly going on? Oh, it's possible. I'll look into it, yeah, to uh, see what yeah. else is going on. Uh, Triple Tram- many weekends. Uh,
3: yeah. Actually, that'll be the, probably the first day of the Football League season right, when we're up that week.
0: Yeah, they've just been promoted as well. Big, big, uh, Big weekend, yeah. Well, I think
1: I think Double J would want us to pay a visit to Prenton Park. Surely, if there's a chance of that.
0: <laughs> right, we need we need to research this. We'll get into it.
1: I def- you'd be up for tram there, wouldn't you, Ben? It's, it's safe territory.
0: Me, I've lived here this lived here my entire life and I've never been. So that'd be That's, another first. Oh. So there you go. So we'll get that done. Brookside close done. I'm not doing a Beatles tour, but I'll take a photo outside <laughs> the Beatles uh, museum with you. Uh, but yeah, we could. Uh, I'll show you the uh, the sights or not so good sights of, uh, of around by me too.
1: And then you said we're going to go out for a drink with Stephen French. Is that
0: right? Well, one of the times I've been to, no, it was ICW, not TNT. We bumped into Stephen French. I can't guarantee it's going to happen, but you know, we could we could knock around Mill Street and uh, who knows who we might bump into. Him, Omar from the Wire. You never know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> take, take me there, mate.
3: Good news. Tranmere, August 3rd, Saturday, at home. Yeah, they're playing. Go on. Andy Ogden's own Rochdale. Oh, got to get Andy down. <sighs> Saturday, August 3rd. If <laughs> Lee McAteer
0: listens, hook us up, Lee. There you go. We'll get a box. The graps and Claps slash grapple box.
2: That's great. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, Tranmere pretty much is now the official club of of <laughs> of grapple. Certainly, grapple spotlight. I can't okay. s- speak entirely for Gara.
0: Mm. Oh, we'll have to sort that out. Awesome, but yeah, can't wait. Should be a, a fun weekend, and a, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to definitely have to put a word in with the with the good folks over there, Tranmere. Um, but anything else going on before we we get into the actual wrestling stuff? Anything else we need to uh- talk about? Cricket World Cup was amazing. Oh, come I don't on. know. It, it was amazing. I knew this was coming. I yeah. thought, I've got, I've got it in my notes. 10 minutes of JP talking Tory sports. That's like my toilet break. <laughs> it was so well JP, sad. I've had it. Was there an Irishman in the team? I heard about that. Oh yeah,
1: there was, he was captain, mate.
0: Will yeah. Cooling told me that. Oh Yeah, he's from Dublin. But why
1: is he playing for England? Because Ireland don't, don't, didn't have test and one day status at the time he was a player. So the only way he could play at the highest level of the game was to play for England. And so he's been playing for England for. Did
3: he grow up over
1: here? No, he grew up in Ireland. He played for Middlesex.
3: This doesn't make any sense.
1: It's a thing. Seriously, he's captain. I'm hoping he'll retire from playing for England and go back to playing for Ireland again. Well,
3: you can do that.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that happened. Oh, fuck this. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Here we go. He was amazing. Like, if there was ever a game to watch the highlights of, it's that one. But what's the point? Neither of you are going to take part in this. I didn't even um, know
3: I'm... what had happened until I got here this evening, JP.
1: <laughs> I, yeah.
0: I was um, in a taxi on the way to Matty's to watch the Homicide Show, and the taxi driver was trying to talk to me about it, and I genuinely thought he was talking about, was the tennis going on that day as well? Yeah, yeah. I was, it like, was oh, jo- yeah, sounds like a good game federal. of tennis. And he was like, no, it was the cricket, mate. I was like, oh, sorry, I've failed in, I've failed in attempting to be a, a Tory lad.
1: It was, the, it was the thing for this weekend, because obviously we're going to be doing loads of reviews on this show, but Probably, one of the things point, this maybe. weekend, it was, it was up against a fuck ton of sport that weekend, and I watched sport. I didn't watch the Grand Prix. I think Lewis Hamilton's a prick, so I was quite happy to see that he was upset that he wasn't getting main event coverage, so good, quite happy about that. Um, but yeah, it was so much to watch, and I ended up watching that cricket from... The coverage starting at 9am. Did the big shop while watching on the phone with my son as well. He's good also there we go. For, well into cricket as well. Watched it all around. Even bought some new glasses while watching Where the cricket. Where did you go shopping? The big Tesco's near here.
3: Did you walk up there? Yeah. That's a walk. Not that far. Well, well trying to watch it on your phone as well.
1: A a s- straight path, mate. No
3: problems. Okay.
1: All good. Yeah, we were happy. It was nerve jangling stuff. So you two Neanderthals need to get in on the game. I you're there's missing no, out.
3: No better way to watch a sport and especially a final while walking, looking at your <laughs> phone. let <like, laughs> do your big shop.
0: I mean, you're talking to JP here, so like, yeah, that's yeah. perfect.
2: Like, is ever, the
0: big shop uh, going to do it itself? In the proper way. a <laughs> right.
3: final. Would you right. be
1: walking no. to Tesco's no. during it? You're talking about a game that lasts from half past ten in the morning through to half past seven.
3: Yeah, that's why I can't watch it. Jesus. That's, that's a that's a shift of work.
0: That's <laughs> part of the beauty of the game. You say I'm that like we're not going to spend the whole summer yeah. watching G one. I'm. Didn't you I might possibly I was, be going to
1: Lords to take my son to see Ireland England in a test match.
3: Uh, hold on, there's two i are going to make yeah. there. One, <laughs> like, I thought Ireland have a T because this bloke was playing for England. They do now. So why is he
1: still playing for England? Um, because he's captain of the one day
3: side. And okay, whatever. And also, <laughs> second. He's not hated for it. You tell me. Last we went to Lords, you saw Jeremy Hunt. I saw him on the way
1: to Lords. Oh, he wasn't at Lords. No, he was at Oxford, the Park and Ride, Thornhill Park and Ride, <laughs> oh, running for right, the bus, he was and in he missed Yeah, and he get, missed
0: it. Get the bus oh, with the plebs.
1: I wanted to shout wanker, obviously outside. I thought the you meant bus, you saw him
3: at the cricket.
1: So no, he wasn't at the cricket. Right. Okay. Sorry. All right. I you... could lie. <laughs>
0: I rescind the Tory sport comment ever so slightly, just because I don't want to offend our good friend Will. But that's only slightly. Exactly.
1: You get in on it, honestly.
0: <laughs> ashes this summer.
1: Uh, I thought the
3: Ashes at
1: Christmas. No, it depends if it's in Australia because the, their summer is in at uh, Christmas. I what you spent the Christmas day on your own, washing
3: the Ashes or something.
1: Like yeah, because they were touring Australia, so it started at like midnight. Is a good Christmas?
0: Top 10 Christmas, JP?
1: Mate. I know. I'm not meant to say it because I've got kids. I meant to say this, the special ones. It was a cracking Christmas. <laughs> did it by myself. I was great. Cooked a really good roast. Oh. Made the phone calls all really early. Jaws roast. ashes.
3: Roast and cricket. Jesus. Just to Do you know what? J-
0: Joe up. Did you watch Bloodsport on that day? Just to have like a full trio. Have a fry up in the morning. I
3: don't have any strong dislike for Bloodsport. Bloodsport's fine. It's just not that good. Is it as good as Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash is, like, pretty bad.
0: You were saying this before we recorded you, but you've rewatched it. I'm worried. Yes, like, I haven't seen it in, in adult
3: life. It's WCW, the film. <laughs> like, it's the, the politics and, like, the weird in-jokes about other films and about other film stars... So, like, the bits about the knocks at Bridget Nielsen when they yeah, talk about, like... I uh, hate Danish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get a coffee in Danish. I hate Danish. And then the bit about Schwarzenegger as well. It's almost like WCW promos of the 90s where you'd make insider comments that hardly anyone understood. And, like, you can tell Stallone politics is way to more screen time and looking like a star at more points or the rest of it. It's, like, peak 80s, like, action star... Like using all of his sway possible and apparently directed parts of the film himself as well. The director quit before the end of the film, he was so frustrated was still <laughs> trying to direct the film. So, who was um, the director? Um, some Russian bloke who just those Russian films and then did he did Midnight film. Train, yes, yeah, he did. I and mean, then that's good, yeah, yeah. But then, uh, yeah, Tango and Cash, I think, was his last English film, possibly. And who, who can blame him? It's a
0: terrible film, mm. being. A- Who's Stallone Sorry. in the wrestling world then? Does that make him Hogan? Politics? Yeah,
3: Stallone is absolutely Hogan. Uh, Kurt Russell very much feels like Sting. And the director, probably go Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're not put me off rewatching it, actually. No, I just really want to rewatch it again.
3: You, you, you'll enjoy that it all the time. But there is some utter shit in there. Them prison scenes, oh my God, they are so bad
1: really that bad yeah
3: it's, it's bad you'll enjoy it for what it is i've
1: got i've got time coming up to watch some shite films and i know i need to re-watch blood sports
3: nine hours of cricket
1: it's not better than nine hours of of england winning the cricket world cup you can watch, he says as someone who's got an irish passport watch, bigs up being irish every time how quickly i jump ship eh?
3: <laughs> you can watch the prison scenes while walking to tesco for your big shot next
0: week <laughs> good deal
1: I'm going to watch it with the lads. They haven't seen any
3: of these bad 80s. Don't watch that one. <laughs> watch Commando or Roadhouse. Or Bloodspot. Mm, nah.
0: <laughs> Cyborg?
3: Um, you've got to break them in. Well, well, that's probably bad. have
1: to go Time Cop, wouldn't I?
3: I'd go Commando. Commando's oh, the yeah. best one to start with. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Commando—it oh. doesn't fuck about that film.
3: Diehard, go down a more—yeah,
0: something good first. Ease document. them in, yeah. Diehard or it's Terminator you know, like, like, Two, Predator. yeah. Terminator Two be a one.
3: Yeah, Last uh, Action yeah. Hero maybe. L- uh, Last no. Action it's Hero. A bit too... Yeah. That's that's even more WCW than saying <laughs>
0: <game. laughs> breaking down the fourth wall.
1: Yeah, too much. Stallone
0: Schwarzenegger in the film.
1: It's like it's oh. written by Russo.
0: <laughs> yeah to some extent you yeah. Feel that way. Yeah, yeah right period Pod right of
1: here. big stars doing weird inside jokes at each other
0: yeah good on Wesley yeah. on the
3: podcast this is terrible
0: so. <laughs> you wouldn't believe we've got like 87 shows to review it's fine right. I, just check the show notes everyone I'll put it at the top when the G1 stuff starts it'll be okay um, <laughs> but we probably should start I <laughs> mean <A blank. laughs> I tell, I tell you what was I was I was gonna do a segue, but I just let you go. But I tell you what was better than twenty seven hours of cricket, JP. A W for the fallen, or was he? I'm
1: not so sure. Uh, oh, that's good. <laughs> I, like, I like what you did there. We're
0: gonna start with that because you know what? That I didn't think this was a good show at all. Like I, I I've got to say, like I watched fight for the falling. Like I I had a busy weekend. I was off playing bowling on Saturday, maybe doing a little bit of practice for the Oberhausen Open. Mm -hmm. I was busy Sunday, found myself watching the Homicide Show and Extreme Rules, blame Matty. Um, But I had a fun time. And then it was Monday before I really could get into catching up with AEW and then starting to catch up with the G1. And yeah, just wasn't feeling it. I was starting to think that it was just me. And then I saw a couple of comments from you, Joe, and I saw a couple of reviews. I don't know. You can tell me. Was it me or is this a show where it just felt a little bit like the the blue might pee off the rose a little bit with uh, with AEW? Or is it far too soon to say that?
3: It was not good. Mm. I thought mm. it was dull. Uh, it lacked energy. It was really middling. And we're meant to be getting like this original fresh product. And yeah, there were things about it that still felt fresh in terms of stuff like the presentation. But Mm, the wrestling left a lot to be desired the layout of the card left a lot to be desired the show was too long oh, way too way long, too long. Mm. like they were pacing and giving matches time that they didn't need in various positions
2: mm.
3: yeah i think there are all manner of issues with this show and with the sort of position of the promotion at the moment and yeah, I'm hoping they can get them sorted pretty pronto before the TV product starts mm. because if this is what we're going to be getting, oh,
0: it's not looking overly exciting to be honest. No, it's not. It's like mm. because it's such a hodgepodge of, of things, AEW, and I like that in principle. I really do think these last two shows you've you've started to really see maybe what the the problems are with that hodgepodge and maybe the problems are with you know what it sounds where always sounds good. Give the wrestlers more power. Let the wrestlers cut unscripted promos. Let the wrestlers decide how long the match is going to be. Let the wrestlers <laughs> decide what the program's going to be. And uh, Obviously, there's many positives you can glean from that. But I did think, yeah, JP, this show is a bit of a warning sign. Because as you said there, Joe, I thought the venue looked great. It looked very WCW. I love the outdoor look. Oh, yeah. Um, But that was kind of it as far as, for the, at least for the first couple of hours, the positives for me, it was just... Like you said, it was just, from start to finish, just a really slow pace. Every match felt like it was five to ten minutes too long. There was authority figure nonsense. There was continuation of some of the bad angles that they've been doing. Although, you know, in a couple of instances, maybe they they listened to feedback a little bit in their own way. Um, Yeah, I don't know, JP, just just share our our scepticism before we get into the the minutiae of the show. Or, I don't know, were you any more positive? Pretty much, I
1: think joe used when we were chatting about this joe used the word that i that really comes to mind with this which is underwhelming Mm. it was it wasn't like i don't know would you say it was bad no i mean on the on the scale it's i mean obviously it's the worst show they've done yeah Yeah. by by far there's not that much necessarily to compare it with also and i don't know if you both found this but was the sound slightly fucked yeah. for you guys for
0: audio, for on music. fight? The music sounded like yeah, it was out of tune, oh. and I th- it was driving me mad. I thought it was projector yeah. setup. So I, I was convinced it was me because I couldn't. I literally yeah. searched Twitter for people complaining about it, and nobody said anything. Although I do Did suspect you JP come up randomly. It's yeah. a
3: pre-show,
0: yeah. Ian Hamilton mentioned that he had a few issues with like it buffering and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. I didn't see, looking back live, I didn't see many people complain. I mean, the music's bad. I saw people complaining about the, mm. the bad entrance themes, but it might have just been the copy both me and you watched on Fight. Um, not on the same count, obviously, JP, but of course. Know, no. Of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just all in all, just added to it. Yeah, the music sounded off key, and the music was bad in general, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was really bad, and that took me out at points. Like, every time there was an entrance, I was, like, dreading it. As a result, because it was just like this is horrible to listen to,
0: badly leveled as well,
1: really badly leveled. I don't know who was on the sound mixing, but it was bad, like really bad. I mean, not even kind of small indie companies do this type of stuff, to be honest with you. And the fact it wasn't picked up on
0: Rev Pro, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) there is that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, overall, like the show itself was under underwhelming. There was. At some points, I kind of wanted... To, I thought, oh, okay, that was fine, but it never rose above that. Mm. When I was thinking of the best match on the on the show, I, I went with the Kenny Omega-Shima match, and if I was telling anyone to go out of their way to watch it, I'd say, if you didn't see it, you'd be fine. Oh,
3: mm. like, I, I agree.
0: I thought it was the best match on the show, but I, I, went, like, I think I went like three and a half stars. Yes. To uh, oh me, like, it, it was the closest thing to a very good match on the show, but it still wasn't mm. there for me. I wasn't into it.
3: Yeah, it was like I got into it at Mm. a point and was like, Oh, this is good. But afterwards I was thinking like this would this think of Omega's matches in the last few G1s.
2: Mm.
3: Did he have a match as like this level? I think all of his matches in the last few G1s would be better than this match. Yeah. Mm. Which kind of speaks volumes. And also I think that they really overestimate the star power of a lot of the guys they brought in. Mm. Um, and you've like Ashima against Omega, if he's fighting on like, I don't know, um, that Northeast Indy where he faced Phoenix or somewhere, this match is kind of fine in mm. front of that sort of crowd. But in front of like 6,000 or whatever there was here mm. in a venue this size, On a pay-per-view, when you're trying to establish this new national, national global company, you could argue, Shima doesn't have star power. At that level, mm. and I just feel like there's an, a lack of kind of understanding of that. Like, how many of these people who wrote this show, this 6,000, had seen more Shima matches than me, let's say? And I've probably seen 20 Shima matches ever. And most of them from like the mid 2000s, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. And it just sort of speaks volumes about the lack of star power that's there. Like, for me, there is a really, really big pack shaped hole. And as much as Pac was kind of doing our heads in this year, I think that his loss has been monumental because he is a star. He's going to be a star to this audience. Mm. He's got the presence of a star as well. And you look up and down the card and it just feels like there aren't enough established stars on this show, really. And it feels like a lot of stars are against guys who aren't at the same sort of level as them. And a lot of the time that's why there's sort of a lack of engagement and lack of real interest. Mm. I would say
1: it's not I I, I I get the point about the necessarily the stars as well. But the other thing that this show kind of really lacked, and this is obviously one of the big selling points, so they're gonna be putting on cracking wrestling matches. Yeah, they
0: and that main event, I was bored.
2: Really?
0: I why was I really, was so really bored. It felt like it felt like a clash of styles. Like I thought we'd yeah. get that anyway, but I thought I mean in the lead up to the event, because we didn't really preview it, did we? But I was having the thought of I've, i was thinking, uh, is this really going to work as a match? But then I thought, no, the Rhodes brothers have have done it with the likes of the Shield, you know, and that's a you know not really a uh, you know that was back when you know Seth Rollins were taking all kinds of bumps, and mm-hmm. it didn't feel like a perfect Styles match, and they had some classic tags, and I thought, no, 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 maybe I'm being too harsh, but no, you're right, it was just, it was. I reckon it was probably the rope. It feels like a very cody thing to do like the long Triple H kind of match. So it was Mm. all the bad stuff of him. It was all the bad stuff of the young bucks wanting to do like the comedy hugging spots, and then it was for me, I don't know, the stubbornness of not of not being willing to change within the match and just carrying on with the slow pace Mm. to the point where even it felt like Jr was complaining about the methodical pace, and he loves a slow pace match. Um, You think that would be the opposite of what he wants on on commentary to the point where yeah. when they started to hit the big spots at the end, like the double super kick on the outside and hit that melter driver, which was like the flattest melter driver I've ever heard, nobody was really into it. And I'll tell you what though, Joe, I mean, I take your point about like the lack of stars, but to this audience, the people who were there, these should have been, these are, these are stars to them, but they still weren't reacting.
3: Oh, yeah. The the main event should have been far more than it was. And I think the crowd wanted to like it, but then the match started mm. and it never got good. Mm. And I was thinking, sort of, seven eight minutes in oh this will pick up soon this will pick up soon and it just never did it was long for long's sake and Mm. there just wasn't any drama like what there wasn't really a story that they kind of engaged me in in the match at all they were sort of doing some sort of vague mockery stuff for the Rhodes brothers but it wasn't a story to carry a match, really. And it just felt like nothing about this match layout worked to anyone in the match's strengths. Mm. And this needed 15 minutes, not 31 mm. minutes. Mm. 15 minutes. You think of those Shield matches you spoke about. They were probably about 15, 16 minutes. And I remember loving those matches at the top. Yeah, They were wild, weren't they? Yeah. What 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 reason was there for this to what? be half an hour? Like, it didn't have the drama for a match to go half an hour you need a hook if a match is going to go that long Mm. and there wasn't a hook here Mm.
1: and and part of the issue that they had um was they tried to tell this really terrible story with the bucks mocking what they did at uh double or nothing which was completely unnecessary so you're going to go well there isn't any kind of they could just say we're the best brother team no we're the best brother team mm. kind of the end. And you have a sort of exhibition match effectively because there isn't a tag belt on the line. They could have done that and had some fun mm. and, and done something really good with that. Instead they went for this. The pro- and yeah.
0: It was a difficult watch. The problem there though, as well is that they create for themselves and this is like kind of like a broader discussion of what AEW is going to be supposedly being is because of that, because they're, you know, in being the elite canon, they're all friends they have to go on being the elite a couple of days later and kind of just make up and hug and share a pizza or whatever the sketch was. And it just made me think, like, how does this promotion even work? Like, if mm. if you're having to keep things like that straight, and it's a bit like, remember when, when the elite were feuding with the rest of the Bullet Club and Cody turned on Kenny, but to make things work for being the elite, they all had to make up friends again like a month later. Like, are they just going to continue to continue have to do that? Because they're all going to have to face each other at some point. Like, how do you create any long, meaningful rivalry if you've got to keep up the pretense of the of the wink, wink, nod, nods? I just, yeah. Things like that and things like, you know, I've complained about it on this show before and it's becoming more and more pronounced. The fact that they have to do those segments because, well, the Young Bucks have to outright say, well, we're booking ourselves in these matches. Cody Rhodes has to make it clear, I'm booking myself on my own matches. I'm picking my own brother to be my tag team partner. Brandy Rhodes has to be... Stephanie McMahon authorities to figure and kill the crowd in a match, but then get to play Stephanie McMahon at the end of the show, giving out charity checks. Like, there's so much of that, these little warning signs that, you know, people might be listening thinking we're being too harsh, that it was just a, a fine wrestling show from top to bottom. But for me, I'm kind of thinking of how this all fits into a TV show. And I don't want to sound like Jim Cornette, but I'm starting to worry that, yeah, this, what a TV show from this crew actually looks like.
3: Yeah, it seems like it's a bit all over the place at the moment. I'm just hoping they've got something that when they actually get to the show, mm. they know is going to be more concrete, they know is going to be more consistent. You can almost get away with these shows. Like I said on the last show, we spoke about mm. fight tests. It's almost like these are sort of um, preview-like experimental mm. shows, testing out your material, seeing what works to some extent. And I'm hoping that they really are learning lessons and taking notes. Mm. It's interesting you mentioned Brandy. because She Mm. fucking sucks. She doesn't belong on a a mainstream professional wrestling show. She's that bad. I'm sorry. She's awful. She was terrible. And honestly, I think that match killed the show. Mm. I think the crowd was pretty hot for the pre-show and for the opener. And then after that match, the crowd was kind of dead for most of the night. Authority figure
0: bullshit. Yeah,
3: and there were matches afterwards that didn't necessarily help that Mm. um, in terms of how they were laid out the length. But that Brandy match was like the nail in the coffin for the crowd that evening. It Mm -hmm. was just so, so bad. Like I was thinking to myself, have I seen a worse match than this this year? Mm. The only two I can think of were Batista Triple H, and I'd go as far as to say that was better than this, and Kurt Angle Baron Corbin. That's how bad this was. It was so bad. Mm, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it
3: was. I, oh, go sorry.
1: Ahead. No, I was going to say that. This crowd was really hot, and a lot of ways they lifted up matches that were fine and made them feel a lot bigger. <laughs> what, they, what they, I was thinking in terms of the before that the six man tag in particular and the way they
3: were reacting
1: Even to that certain. That was people.
0: long though. That was way too long. That six. Yeah, months. it was long. But like the women's tag on the pre-show.
2: Yeah. The,
3: the crowd were great during that match. Mm. I thought mm. they were. They were really into B Priestley and Britt mm. Baker. So it showed you that this and, crowd wanted stuff to cheer. Yeah. They wanted mm. to be into the show. But after that Brandy match, there was just no coming well, back. What
1: they you know were what? given was WWE.
3: yeah, And
1: that's the thing that none of those people want. And they gave
3: the them room room that. During that bit. And she said, she actually said, this is like one of those Divas matches. That I believe yep. like
0: Nikki yep. in when,
3: you, when I first started going out with you. Yeah.
0: It's like they got two women's divisions. Like the one with the actual wrestlers and the Divas division with Brandy in it. The Joshi division and then the Diva division. Like, they can't both exist on the same show. But they're trying to make it work because it's Brandy Rhodes and because of who she is um i'll be honest though like i i didn't think the crowd were that crazy even for the for the earlier matches i think they were obviously better but i was it's funny because i was pinpointing and maybe it's just the fact of me watching it a couple of days later i pinpointed kind of the moment it felt like the crowd fell off the kip sabian hangman page match for me or maybe it was just <laughs> where my interest dropped off i actually fell asleep because it was like i had to rewatch it because like it felt like 18 years too long I enjoyed Kip Sabian kissing the fan. That was a fun little spot. I generally like Hangman Page, but he's supposed to be your next big star and he's in there going 50-50 with the bloke from ITV World of Sport. And yeah, just, I mean...
1: 19 minutes.
0: Oh, I I mean, Hangman Page is kind of like... When he's the underrated next big thing and it's unsaid, great. But when you're outright calling him it, I'm wondering if that's like a poison chalice these last couple of shows where like, because everyone knows what he's supposed to be, like the pressure's on now for him to meet that. And he went out there and had a 50-50 match with Kip Sabian on, like you said, JP, for 19 minutes. And it just didn't work. Maybe maybe that wasn't where the crowd died, but it was definitely... I was big into Luchasaurus in the match before. I was starting to get going again, but this match just killed me off. Mm.
1: It was... Again, it was difficult because it did no one any favours. Mm. It didn't do Paige any favours. didn't do Sabian any, any favours either. And ultimately it it kind of really devalues a lot of things i mean it felt you know they had the the angle afterwards as well and that was kind of obvious for, for what it was yeah. it, it, it was
0: Pod's just, just in a match. i always love that
1: yeah yeah i was just like oh he's wearing that mask he looks yeah. like ralphus but,
0: but then even he then like, <laughs> he's grown up he to be ralphus <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's yeah. morphing into it, isn't
0: he? At least he hasn't grown up to be Harold Finkel, at least there's that. Like <laughs> yeah. but but even then though, like Jericho did that angle. Great, fair enough. I mean it was you know, it was obvious telegraphed. Jericho's done it a million times now, whatever it worked. But then having him come out later and cut a promo as well, mm. right before the yeah. main event, that yeah, grinded but... the sh- like the Lucha Brothers and SCU kind of brought me back again. You know, it was a fun tag match. Um the Daniel's <laughs> interference wasn't great, and there were a few things in the match I didn't love. But like that again, like from a structure point of view as a card, it really after they got a bit of momentum going, that pulled it down again, and then we went to the main event. Like, I just I worry. I mean, they've got show they got these are these are the shows like you say to Iron the Kings out, but mm. the Kings are definitely there. Yeah, I think. Ugh, going back to the page.
3: sabian match. I spoke about the pack problem. I mm. think the pack not facing page at Double or Nothing has really, really shown what an issue that's been long-term for Paige. Mm. Because these last few shows, Paige has been given almost nothing. Um, he's not really been presented as a mm. star. He's had no like, he's, Yeah, mm. he's almost best in an underdog position, like you said, Bello. Mm. And in the Battle Royal, he was the biggest star. In the four-way, he was the biggest star. Kip Sabian, I like Kip Sabian. He's not ready to be at this level in a 19-minute yeah. match yet. No. He's someone who probably should have had more of a run on the British indie scene in order to get to this point. And he's a he's an undercard guy. He shouldn't be facing the guy who's going to go on and have a title match at the next show in a 19-minute match. And I think Page needed that pack match to elevate him, mm. if anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would have won. But at the same time, it probably would have helped him get over more with this fan base, having that great match with that established guy. And I just feel like these last few shows mm. have uh, done Paige no favours. He's come across as quite generic. Um, he doesn't feel like he's had a sort of major challenge put his way. He really feels like he's lost something. And I feel like the management of him as a personality and character has not been good so far.
1: Well, on the 21st of July... Um, Dragon Gate have their big show of the year, which is uh, pack versus Ben K. Which I might actually have to get around to watching an actual Ben K match, but
0: come on, Ben,
3: fucking <laughs> sort it out. And
1: there we go, problem it, solved. Is
3: it a visa issue, of Pac?
0: Well, then we'll Apparently know, not. Then, we? allegedly, yeah. no, but yeah, then we'll know for sure, won't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, hard one. Uh, I mean, any other notes on the, the show as a whole? Anything you guys like we're high on? Um, like I mentioned, for me, I enjoyed I enjoy Lucha Brothers SCU. I enjoyed, mm. I did enjoy the the tag as well. I, It was really enjoyable to see, getting to see Luchasaurus get over and to the image, Jungle Boy. They've definitely got something there. And that's yeah, they out do. Here, anything else?
1: I was going to say that I was a bit disappointed. Oh, sorry to go back on. To, it's disappointed. I- another bucks lucha brothers match i mean i, I would have that thought that
3: ladder match it would go very ladder match, little respect yeah.
1: mm. i think they've burned that out pretty pretty quickly i mean they've gone through that in mexico as well and i kind of think that i'm sure the match will be good it, it will be good it's but again it's not necessarily some, I like to see them start to to kind of they keep them going about this tag tournament rules. Sorry, I'm, I'm still being negative on it. And there was a match here. Was it about competing for the right to get a first round by? Yeah. yeah, what the
3: that's what was that
0: last month? Yeah,
3: yeah. Like, wasn't that what the three way tag was about or something? I'm, yeah, not, I'm, I'm not even too so. Sure. What the fuck the is going on, mate? King of the Mountain match. That's what it starts to sound start <laughs> like. Yeah. The three-way tag, the Luchasaurus juggle Boy stuff was excellent. I'm yeah. a big fan of that. And Helico was awful still. <laughs> uh, the Dark Order, I'm not clicking. And one of the things that I found with that match mm. was, as fun as it was in places, it was also... A- overly indie at points Mm, and it felt like indie wrestling that shouldn't belong on a show of this stature. I know that sounds a bit snobby but... A lot of comedy. At one point I was thinking to myself, this is where, as much as, you know, doing forward roles all day maybe isn't the best thing, this is wherever the PC helps because you've got those guys who are a little bit more inexperienced working their matches out of the performance centre for the big takeover shows Mm. and those matches have been Great for the most part as a result of that, and this clearly was a bit all over the place. There was a great JR line during this one as well, where he said, uh, If the crowd are making noise, then this is great. (laughs) He's definitely not into this, and he he forgot people's names at points in this match
2: as well. Like,
3: it was like the announcing, generally, I thought was an improvement. Excellent, still good. Marvez, Marvez was better, but. You know, yeah. the bar was set pretty low and he wasn't much better. And JR, I hope they use JR for like a year to establish themselves and they get on TV and then they say goodbye because JR clearly is not into this product.
1: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's half the fun of it, I have to say.
2: Yeah.
1: It feels like, I'm not saying he's being made to commentate against his will, but there is, you know, an element of him being sort of having to like commentate like you say on the product that he just doesn't enjoy yeah
3: another negative thing on the show I <laughs> well.
0: the six man why did darby oh, allen say oh i had that like- same note although i did have a conversation with my crew mm. at this week about that this weekend i think maybe the idea is to continue on the story with uh you know the bloke who does the 10 thing is that the idea maybe mm. continue that stuff could keep that story going get to a. Uh, Get to Cody, get, you know, keep that link going. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to justify it, but yeah, I did. In the moment, I did hate it too.
1: For for that stuff, it seems like, I mean, Cody's stuff has been the stuff that seems to be more critically praised than anybody else's booking in the company so far. And the fact I, I'm
3: as uh, a, look at the old man.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The apple doesn't fall far from yeah. the tree. It'd be fine um, if
0: they're building to a match, though, wouldn't it? If they do it, if they, if we get a match that, at some point, I'll take it. Like. I, Although I'm with you, Joe, when the ghost of Jimmy Havoc stood right there. I mean, that's who I pin every time. That
3: was my next point, mate.
0: <laughs> uh, he's trying, is Jimmy?
3: Jimmy? Yeah, is he? He? he's been all right. He's been all right. I've, I've nothing wrong with what he's done here so far at all. It's and just an odd fit still. Yeah, but he's fine there, and I yeah. think he's got a role. And if at some point they want to do something more serious with him, you know, he's got he can do character stuff, he can do yeah. it well. We've seen him do it well in the past, and yeah, hopefully, they do do something with him at some point. I thought the six man was kind of fine, what mm. it was everyone looked pretty good in there.
2: I as liked, well.
1: I thought Guevara is someone who kind of yeah, wasn't was stand up, but he did kind of stand out, and there's something definitely about him. But he again is very young,
2: mm. yeah,
3: absolutely. The, the six man is basically mm. the mid card, mm. yeah. Did you, by the
1: way, did you You know they had those lawyers sponsoring it? Did you see it when they cut to those lawyers?
0: Oh, one of them yeah, was that's... pissed in the, the front row. Right oh, right
1: fucked out of his box, he was. <laughs> it's like screaming away at someone who was like, and here's Farrah and Farrah. And one of them sat down and the other one's pissed up with a beer in his hand. He's still having a good time. Like... What beer? It looked like it'd probably be shite.
3: Miller Lite.
1: I'm probably imagining, yeah. so...
3: What did you think of the arena? Because I actually say I quite oh, I didn't that. mind the look. It was different. I thought it was really cool as an arena. It reminded mm. me of a bigger version of the Liverpool Olympia in many
1: ways, actually. well, um, I, I was thinking like a bigger <laughs> version of the Mall of America, that oh, WCW. That's, I going to say, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah the, the Olympia has not looked that nice in about 100 years. Um, <laughs> yeah, for me, I liked it because, it, again, whether it's the right thing or not, there's a lot of WCW comparisons that are going to be made with AEW. So that was kind of mm-hmm. my main takeaway. I think seeing... So I'll be honest. I didn't hate the librarian and Sonny Kiss because that felt very. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm in the minority, but because you know, it's very, because the venue looked very old school. WCW and them being out there with their gimmicks felt very like felt like you know that area where like the Maestro would face the artist formerly known as Prince IaK every week. Oh, like, yeah. Proper low card, bottom level, shitty gimmick guys. Like I, I still hate the librarian. Van Hammer
1: stuff. and uh, Johnny B. Bad. Yeah,
0: I still hate like the librarian stuff. But you do, you know something if if they're going to turn it into a jobber with a gimmick type of thing and they're obviously playing it for laughs on being the elite now and trying to make it the librarian thing a heel gimmick now like a expat heat kind of thing i can live with i can live with a jobber with a gimmick i was a i was a tl hopper fan i was a fan of the pug techno team 2000 the goon who it could work
3: yeah i get that i think sunny kiss looked all right in the match as well it's very some, green isn't it?
1: he's
0: very yeah. but
3: some good athletic spots in there as well what's what it was was what it need to be mm. um i was going to make a point in the venue as well that was cool as it looked i do wonder if the venue was to blame for the lack of investment and i don't know if like like psychologically i think a venue is absolutely vital to mm. and the layout of the venue is absolutely vital to what a crowd does and how a crowd reacts and I've always thought when you've got one tier that is just like way larger than any other and you've got people up high, you've not got people on other sides or the rest of it, the noise doesn't travel consistently and mm. it's harder to get into the show as well, mm. partly because of the way the noise travels, therefore there's not pockets of noise being made and travelling in the same way. So I do wonder if as cool as the venue looked, it was actually a detriment to the crowd response I and... Feel that, yeah like the, mm. the manner in which they were engaged in the show if anything
0: mm. yeah i think that could could be an explainer for like the noise dissipating um like it, it's a bit like that uh the new japan show last week in dallas where it sounded like from the people who were there live that like sound was getting lost but the mic did so well it was fine maybe mm. there's a mic they obviously had a mic issue last time when they were at this venue and they did the press conference uh, Maybe there's something to that as well, but yeah. I think maybe you're right there, Joe. As good as it looked, maybe there was a, a cost with that as well. Uh, any other thoughts on on AEW before we talk the rest of the weekend? Um
1: I won't lie. I've I'm intrigued to see Aja Kong awesome Kong. I would say that. Yeah, like in that. its own way, I'm I'm curious to see what it's like.
0: With Brandy Rhodes in the middle as the uh McMahon the referee. Only... There you go. Yeah. Remember, remember, when they did all those videos saying she's an undog, and now she's just a heel, Rusola. She's gonna get booed
3: at the building soon, Brandy. If they don't watch out, like they need to just kind of separate the fact that she's Cody's wife mm. from or well,
1: that she's part of the company, yeah, isn't yeah, she? With yeah. the brand, what's it? What is the
3: title she has? Why well, just let her be brand Cody. officer? Cody's valet. Like, mm. what's wrong with that? Like, yeah. she's fine at doing that she's not bad at doing it like she's done ring announcing in wwe let her do oh, that
1: she's got a lot of sc- i mean she seems like she's really got her head screwed on and there's a lot that that could be done i think End. i'm sorry how do we end up getting back onto that again but it it just does their presentation of women's wrestling a disservice
2: well, and what they're
1: actually doing it and it, yeah that's it i've got nothing more to add on AEW. fair
0: enough well they got all out to pull us all back in a few weeks um, and then there is TV, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a, a miss for them, uh, a rare miss, maybe. Um, but yeah. that doesn't seem a bit to of be a break
1: better. might do them good now. Yeah. Till all out,
0: be a good idea. I think these shows were always too close together, weren't they? Uh, mm. It did feel too soon for another big AEW show, but yeah, uh, I guess we'll see. But. Yeah, later on the show, we're going to be talking the G1, obviously, and uh, we're splitting this show into two, and we'll be doing that over the, the next few weeks, uh, just because there's going to be lots and lots of, uh, of G1 to talk, but wasn't the only wrestling going on this weekend, I don't know, what you guys want to talk next? Extreme Rules happened, Evolve allegedly had their 10-year anniversary, there was a homicide tribute show. Uh, I'll throw her out to the floor what should, what should we go with next before we get to it well
3: evolve was going up against uh, aew wasn't it
0: oh true true I haven't seen yeah. it still haven't seen like I was surprised you've seen it because like I've got to be honest like I've had no talk about evolve like on a weekend where aew is on Saturday where extreme rules is on Sunday where there's G1 shows going on where there's even gcws get impressed with this homicide show like exactly when are people supposed to fit this evolve show in like it's Tuesday night, and I I've got no idea if I'm ever going to see the show. I might see it tomorrow, but yeah, uh, if they were trying to counter program, uh, it didn't. Uh, it doesn't feel like a. Uh, it, it got much traction or much more traction than the the evolve shows usually do. What if I wasn't off work, I probably would never have watched it. <laughs> was it good? I, I might
3: have watched a match or two. You know what? It was all right. Mm. Like. I what I watched of it, I skipped through bits of it. But what I watched of it, I did enjoy. It was a fun show. It was still pretty sort of evolve and it hmm. did feel like because I was intrigued and curious over what this was going to look like on the WWE network. Oof. Were they going to put any cat? Were they going to inject anything into it? It, it was, was an evolve show. Mm-hmm. Just do you think the presentation was better? It was a bit you? tidier. Yeah. Like the hard cam and stuff was still in the same position as it always would be in that venue. Mm-hmm. The camera work I thought was still more or less exactly the same from the various. they would
1: got an LED well. screen up and
3: stuff. They've they've quite a lot. Have they? Yeah, mm, okay. yeah, they've had that. Shows before. you how much I follow evolve. <laughs> yeah, they've had, they've had that there a couple of years ago. I haven't seen oh, evolve in probably about eighteen months, two oh. years.
0: The only people who watch evolve are writing reviews for Four One Run Wrestling. Or, or, or have got podcasts. Actually, maybe we should have seen Evolve. Uh, mm.
1: But I think we did watch an Evolve show when we first did Mania coverage, the first time round. Oh
0: yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. No, no, fa- no actual fans watch Evolve.
3: No, exactly. But I gotta say, if you watch this, you, you're not going to watch a bad show or anything. Like mm. there was, there are things about it that were quite encouraging. You know what? I, I'll be honest. I actually think the wwe developmental guys being in Evolve makes it a slightly more interesting promotion as well mm-hmm. because there feels like there's more of an incentive to watch it and it feels like you're seeing more of what the wwe are kind of interested in you're seeing what gabe is doing with these wwe mm-hmm. guys i've seen babatunde against yeah. steve carino's son on this was kind of weird it's a proper uh, spit of him as well isn't it yeah 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 but, but he didn't have much going of an older babatunde babatunde yeah. low rent as fuck had <laughs> yeah paranoid joggers on yeah during his match he's yeah. a polish basketball player i think is yeah, where he's he he from yeah he is but that was a nothing match but there were some fun things like eddie kingston it was weird seeing him on the wwe network it's if- promo
0: like i had good things about that Oh, it's
3: great. It's really good. Like nice. It's a typical Eddie Kingston promo, talking about what him and Joe Gacy have done, where they've come from, what they're doing on this night, where they're going, all the rest of it. It was good. And then the match was kind of a really fun all-around-the-arena brawl Which kind of complimented everyone involved, and there was like a feel good moment at the end when AR Fox and the man who was his tag team partner ended up triumphing (laughs) on the night of winning the match. (laughs) The man who was his (laughs) tag team partner, I can't remember who it was, I didn't make a -er. (laughs) (laughs) note. You get first class coverage
0: here here on Grapple Spotlight, everyone.
3: Yeah, I have done my ratings on there as well for this one. Um, another match that I will say was pretty good i would never seen um, JP's future stepbrother Josh Briggs in action before <laughs> just um, but Br- Briggsy, <laughs> <laughs> for a big man can really move around bit, and his offence <laughs> looked really good as well, there was some really good stuff based around the choke slam oh, which sorry. was quite cool and it was just a fun opener um, but the highlight of the night had to be Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak. Leon Ruff. Okay, there yeah, we go. Leon yeah. Ruff. That reminds me now. JP, you've seen Riddle versus Gulak, haven't you? What from? Yeah, I've
1: seen that from this show, yeah. and that and that was really good. Oh, of course you have. Went, went straight to the Matt Riddle match. Did you DM
0: on. him after? Tell him what you thought.
1: Uh, mate, I'm I'm saving up for that big emotional reunion. Oh, he's coming with,
0: back, isn't he? Yeah. He's over for uh, NXT UK. Yeah, but
2: JP
1: I won't be there, for that. there for that. Nah. That's true. It's it's when he when he he takes the money and he goes ah fuck this New Japan and JP move on in the future that way anyway I digress
3: uh, but yeah as a match I thought Riddle Gulag it was a reminder <coughs> of things that. I've not seen Riddle do Mm. since he's been in NXT. There was, like, his offense, you (coughs) realise when you watch this, just how much he's tried to adapt his style to, like, the modern NXT audience. So his style in NXT, and especially in his big takeover matches, is far more sort of spot-based, if anything, Mm. and far more based around big moves and big strikes. It was far more sort of patient here. There was a lot of real physicality, lots of holds, but the way they were using the holds actually really benefited the match. Lots of subtle stuff of his feet, like slaps of his feet and stuff that you're not really seeing in NXT so much. And Riddle what, was so up for this as well. You mm. could tell he was absolutely in his element, and you could tell. That, well in the Gulak though. Yeah, it? but Gulak was decent. I'm not yeah. a Drew Gulak fan. Yeah. And I've seen some terrible, boring Drew Gulak matches before, but. This was probably the best match I've seen him in as well. And you could tell that both of them saw this as an opportunity. It was an opportunity to have a really fun match, to be honest. And they had the crowd throughout the show, if anything. I would say, if you're going to watch anything from this match, that's the match to watch. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything really about the show before. So when Paul Heyman turned up, I was really surprised. <laughs> that I was, was like, a oh. cool moment. Oh, it was. Mm. It was. And the way they shot Heyman the way the camera was positioned, it looked like it was the ECW arena 20 years ago. Yeah. The way they shot it. So it was like this sort of nostalgic way of shooting it. It looked it looked quite cool. Heyman was into it. He came across as about as genuine as Paul Heyman can ever come across <laughs> as well. Um, he announced the next match as well. His ring announcements were fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, they were so good. And then JD Drake against Austin Theory... Came close, I thought, to the Riddle Gulab match. Jay- uh, have you guys seen much J.D. Drake before? This is only a fake the fake James work- Drake, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, only in the workhorseman. But he's, he's really yeah. good.
3: He is so much better than the Liverpool James Drake, Ben. I'm sorry, mate. Blackpool, mate.
0: Blackpool, come on. Oh, I don't know where he's from. Somewhere up north. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll he's t- a Blackpool <laughs> blonde, I love you, know. Oh, is he? Yeah, that was his tag team. Uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. He is based in McGall, which is kind of Liverpool, but not really. Um, it's as bad as Liverpool as a uh, little and where I'm from. But anyway, <laughs> let's not get into the purple bins again.
3: Well, I'll take JD Drake uh, probably from like Alabama or somewhere over <laughs> James Drake from Blackpool any day. And what I say about JD Drake is his image I and mean, then the style that he works complement each other perfectly. Like. He is so different to anyone else out there in the indie scene at the moment. Mm. Agile big man, but his mm. offence and his style, the mate, the manner of his strikes, the manner of his offence looks different to anyone else who's out there in the indie scene at the moment. He's really, really explosive as well. And what I like is you can tell that he's influenced by a generation and style of wrestler that a lot of the current crop of sort of NXT talent aren't really influenced by anymore and they don't really work a style like this. So his style really is something quite old school, but sort of with a modern spin about the way he works. Austin Theory was just kind of another guy in this match who kept up with JD Drake and had a good match. But this Drake, I think he should be getting booked way more places. Like Mm. I've been seeing the bowler lineup coming out recently and I've kind of been like, Oh, this looks really underwhelming and tells you a lot about, current crop of indie talent that are out there. Mm. I don't know why he's not getting booked in PWG because he can work big time and he's something completely different and a completely different match with whoever you're going to put him in the ring with. I'm really impressed with him. I
1: think him and Anthony Henry are over for the tag festival.
0: That's right, yeah. The the tag
1: league's been rebranded at for... So hopefully they're going to be in Europe around that time Mm. because it'd be good to see if they do come over to the UK because I'd be really
3: interested to see them. See them in someone like The
1: Cockpit would be
3: kind of great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mm. you could put him... Some, JD Dragon's Bodum. That's a match I'd want to see in The Cockpit. <laughs> That'd be a physical war. Seriously. Bournemouth meets Alabama. I'd be up for
2: that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, the war everybody always wanted. Yeah,
1: yeah. He'd probably love Wolverhampton then as well,
3: wouldn't he? Oh, gee. I feel
0: sorry
3: for going there. I feel sorry for anyone going to Wolverhampton. I feel sorry for me going back to Wolverhampton anytime soon. Sorry, well, But... Yeah, Going back to the the show, I'd say if you're going to watch anything, watch the Riddle Gulak match and watch the Drake match. Main event, Adam Cole, Tozawa. It was decent. It was a fine match, Mm. but it was just a match. And then we got Johnny Gargano at the end as the former Evolve guy Mm. saying nice things about Evolve, and that was it.
0: Yeah, everyone seems to be saying nice things about Evolve, like get that Triple H on Twitter going on about Evolve. It's kind of weird the way we've all retconned, or they've retconned Evolvers like this. Trend setting forefront of the indies promotion, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a gabe has had a huge influence on the indies, and he's got a good eye for guys that he picks and stuff. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it, that that kind of brand quite interesting. But you know, uh, like, to go back to your point at the start, Joe, like, uh, I, I know I've heard the Voices of Wrestling podcast <laughs> talk about it a lot. No one was watching Evolve anyway, and if anything. This WWE involvement, being on the network, getting an Eddie Kingston pro on the network, getting the WWE guys bl- bled in, it does sound like the most interesting of all has been in a long time. So, yeah, maybe my uh, interest has uh, peaked there a little bit.
1: You know what it is, though? This means Evolve can completely rebrand itself. It kind of created this version of history. I remember watching the opening promo package. Oh, I, yeah, was like,
0: I
3: was like,
1: really? It's like... <laughs> Don't remember that run being necessarily so like it's like it was so vital for, for Ricochet, wasn't it? Do you yeah. know what
3: it feels like? It feels like this is what Ring of Honor should have been like five, six years ago.
1: <laughs> That's mm. very much the vibe of what they're going for, yeah.
3: Yeah. And it feels like they're treating what Ring of Honor was as this underground sensation that developed all this talent and had all these great hot storylines as if Evolve is that company? Mm. It's like they've transferred everything Ring of Honor put in place. Yeah. to tell this version of history, and it just made me think to myself even more. Man, I hope Ring of Honor closes down, and I sell my tape library to WWE, and we get some seriously great Ring of Honor documentaries produced yes. by WWE because that's
1: Sapolsky so Ring- will be all over those. Wouldn't but, it? but
3: but Gabe is to me Gabe yeah. is Ring of Honor. Mm. And, you know, Gabe is kind of responsible for getting, I suppose, me into indie wrestling in a big way. And yeah. Evolve has never been hot. Evolve has never been good. But at the same time, what they're saying about his legacy, they're transferring all his Ring of Honor stuff to this
0: Evolve history. Yeah, and It's yeah.
3: just, it's a bit sad, to be honest. Yeah, and that was a
0: long time ago as well, wasn't it? It's this kind of thing, but it kind of, you know, that really, it, it ties into kind of the other show from the weekend as well, because like, I was watching, you know, GCW's uh, tribute to homicide, fifty-one fifty. They called it, didn't they? And like in the first minutes of the show, the very thing I was thinking, Joe, was you know what I'd love, like an ECW one night stand for Ring of Honor, and I oh, was like, I thought that before, mate. Ring of Honor and never doing it, never doing it. And you know what, GCW you had, you had a bit and of a Jamesy
1: go- in the front row.
0: <laughs> we'll be there in the Olympia, um, that, that beautiful venue. Uh, yeah, like that's what I was kind of. I, I hope for that. I don't think we're ever getting it. That's what I was feeling like the GCW Homicide show was like. It's like, you know, the way WWE like, are like throwing back to like, oh, remember the, oh, the the good old days of, of great gay Bucket on the Indies and kind of co op in that co and that history. That's what the GCW show felt like. It felt like we've all gotten old enough now that we're not just doing ECW tributes anymore. Like GCW <laughs> as a whole and this Homicide show, it was like a nostalgia show for the mid two thousands Indies. Like that's. We've come full circle, yeah. We're all uh, glorifying the days of Special K and Black Gs and Joker and, hom- well, Homicide, Definitely. Um, I don't know. They went halfway there. It wasn't a very good show. Uh, I didn't think. I watched the whole thing live uh, for my sins. I know you guys have, have picked and <laughs> chosen. Um, Jesus, you're good, a glutton uh, for punishment. Oh, you I. know what? Mate? I had, do. You want to watch, and I had AEW to watch. But I, I thought, yeah, bit of throwback mid two thousands indies was kind of what the the doctor ordered. I had quite the hangover. I was full of cold. I thought it'd be a good idea. Um, but yeah, Should that's have got the a tracksuit on there <laughs> <it was. laughs> Throw me ring about a beanie on as well. Um, yeah I do think though yeah there's a mark for that maybe with uh, the tomato
1: soup to get you over your (laughs) cold
0: there you go but yeah maybe if it didn't quite it didn't quite land for me as an overall show maybe there's still uh, if they did enough buyers maybe they could come back and do the uh, give it the full uh, Ring of Honor I don't know one night stand uh, tribute at some point Joe
3: yeah for years all (laughs) I've wanted is WWE to buy Ring of Honor for some new hot promotion to come out of the indies or like an AEW or something us to get this wwe eyes version of Ring of Honor, with all these ECW One Night stand star documentaries, all of those Ring of Honor shows, there to watch over the WWE Network, excellent. And, yeah, it'd be great if we got a Ring of Honor One Night Stand at, I don't know, the Mur- not the Murphy Rex Centre, that would probably be going back too far. <laughs> the Hammerstein Ballroom, there you go, or the Manhattan Centre. Can I go with I always ah it. uh, it's not as good a venue i get why you would go there but it's not as good a venue i've been to that venue and it's too open
0: it um, is it it's is. in a big room a bit light as well that's probably the yeah one. i think I'm, you, just think I'm thinking of the, the classic cm point responses and the uh, the big mm, atmospheres they had there yeah you need a
3: nice enclosed environment i think mm. if anything yeah uh, you rec center
0: let's do that it's
3: a, i wouldn't complain if i did go there <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time yeah Perhaps GCW and perhaps the genius of Joey Janela <laughs> try and put some sort of Ring of Honor tribute show on. But at the same time, in terms of access to talent, all the cool talent you need are in
0: WWE or AEW, I suppose. So yeah, you kind of struggle to put it together. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so you're kind of left with pulling in like the... Prince Nana's of the world and pu- pulling in uh, Jimmy Rave, who's taking a break from uh, DMing people asking for money uh, and bringing in the the, the J trades of the world. Not am complaining. It kind of worked for the uh, for the for the mid two thousands homicide vibe. <laughs> did you see much of the show by the way? Did you see much of the uh, the GCW homicide show? Joe, I saw none of it. Oh insane, you didn't, didn't see. see it. I did. Oh, I thought you'd seen a couple of matches. Gutted. No, no. Yeah, Th- to be honest, you don't need to. It it was a struggle live. Got to be, I think as much as i'm bigging up the idea it is the idea the idea of it is great um i get why they think it's a good idea but as far as actually the the, the execution of it it wasn't great uh, maybe it'd be better if, if you go back and watch on vod and pick and choose maybe it's a worthwhile endeavor uh, but it was just too long like i was watching it again a bit hungover waiting for extreme rules to start um and it was running really really late but I don't know, it wasn't as special as watching the the Backyard Show last week for me. Another good nine o'clock Sunday start. That's another reason that I watched it. Um, but I don't know, it had some of the same problems as last time. Like I was saying last week, JP, about like that that GCW Backyard Show. And like the biggest problem for me was the, the long intermission. And then it never really recovered in the second mm. half. And this was, was kind of the same. You know, there was some fun... Very indie stuff in the first half. Like I say, got some, some Black G's and Joker out there. Got Monster Mac out there, uh, the <laughs> joke. But uh, there was, a, unfortunately, a, a member of the Hit Squad that was uh, still missing. Homicide still uh, <laughs> holding on to that beef with Dan Math. Uh, the pop, that'll get, though. Uh, one day, yeah. Maybe he can come out and hit a, uh, hit a burning hammer uh, when we get to see I'll, that again. He'll probably
1: uh. just end up in a fight at the Cauliflower Alley Club.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll happen.
3: Not getting invited to the collie <laughs> <laughs> Do you think homicide is maybe TNA? Yeah, Bring him on a champion. Dan
0: Math. Nah. nah. not even and Monster Mac very, very unlikely. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of full of like guys, like I said, like Joker and that who just look like just bigger versions than they did back in the day, doing all the same old spots. Eddie Kingston cut like an impassioned promo in the first half, talking about how. It was kinda like uh, talking about how homicide had, like turned his life around and that he was close to suicide at points and that he was thinking he's been thinking of retiring, you know, going through all that stuff. Uh, that was quite you know cool to see. Very very heartfelt. Teddy Hart had a crazy four uh, four way match with Grim reefer Nate Webb and and Sanchez. That was that was, you know, very much what you'd expect it to be. Teddy Hart hitting the ridiculous spot that Teddy Hart will be. went for a springboard at one point, almost fell off the top rope, went back up and hit his moonsault anyway. It's Teddy Hart. He's a hes a pro. He's always going to pull these things out. He had a, a multi-man, like a, a seven-way match it was. Um, deranged in there, Joe. Azriel in there. Uh, I didn't recognize any did of the <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I was saying like they had Black Zenith Ghost Shadow there are these names Minencia Gringo Loco Laredo Kids and Orphidian in there I, I would have just gone with a seven way Special K Invitational like that would be on my mid. if I was doing a mid 2000s ROH one night stands I'd be throwing all the Special K Kids and SATs <laughs> and all those guys in there to do some flips um, unfortunately it was only them
3: Imagine if me and you got to book a Ring of Honor one night stand.
0: <laughs> we should do that as like a fancy booking podcast one day. If
3: I was to do a fantasy booking podcast, and I'm not really tempted by one, that's the one I'd do.
0: <laughs> there you go. Cool. But well, to be fair, this one,
3: show... one episode and you're done. <laughs> that's
0: it. it. In and out. Maybe we get Joey Janella on because uh, he he was definitely the brains behind this show. He was the brains behind having like Jimmy Rave win the overly, overly long battle royal that kind of killed the show in the middle um, and throwing J-Train. J-Train was in there and didn't even get an entrance and he was the most entertaining thing on it. It was just full of students. Right after like a half hour intermission, they had like a half hour battle royal full of students. But at least the man, right when a man went over. GCW were trying to do a story with Prince Nana now where he's creating another embassy. Um oh, Bringing really? in different heels from GCW. That could work. Um, definitely oh, is Nick Cage in it? Nick Gage is sadly not no no oh. uh, they're, oh. still, they're still in the recruiting stages. G- Jimmy Rave still knocking about uh, they used the old embassy theme music though so that was good excellent um, but you could JP's
3: favourite embassy member abyss. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go that could work he was very good in the embassy Um yeah, he was alright probably Carino might work He's
1: good running this.
0: Ring of Honor did a bit. <laughs> that's one of his career. <laughs> in and out. That's what I liked about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as highlights go, really, that the things you should check out. Maybe check out Loki Joey Janela. Just mainly because it was Loki kicking the shit out of Joey Janela and Janela. I've seen people complaining about it, like oh, like Loki being stiff. I mean, if anyone was up for getting kicked in the face, it's Joey Janela. Um, yeah. Even Loki. To be fair, he was. I know he. He no showed bloodsport, didn't he? This last year, it was the Matt Riddle one. Um, because something to do with him not wanting to lose to Matt Riddle or Loki being Loki, but they even I think even in the advertising they built it up like will Loki show up, uh, and he did show up and he did go over, but he was in his he had his working boots on. He didn't come out to his classic theme Joe. Uh, he came out to, to Big Pun in his suit. I was kind of hoping for like ROH Loki, but we didn't get it. Uh, but he was taking some bumps. Took a bump through a table for Joey Janela. Maybe that was the uh, the payback for uh, for getting to go over. Uh, it was a fun match, though. Um, like I say, him just beating the shit out of Joey Janela. And the OGs and LAX had a match: Homicide and Hernandez uh, against the you know the new LAX, which didn't really meet the the heights of uh, of some of their impact work. Unfortunately, uh, nobody was getting ran over in the uh, in drive-by segments. The Music man messed up Homicide's entrance, so his music stopped halfway through his entrance. You know, the the man of the hour, the entire show was built around. He genuinely looked like he was going to go and kill the music guy, like he cut a promo on him. Uh, and I really did believe he was uh, probably in danger for his life, yeah. but that was He'll kind of the up pe- that list next to Dan Math, won't he? Fuck me! Yeah, there the you go. It's a, it's a short list, but you don't want to be on that list. Nah. Um, yeah, so that was a bit of a shame. It was an okay match. Homicide did a you know, bit of a, a farewell at the end, which was nice. And then they had a couple of Nick Gage hardcore matches at the end. And at that point, Extreme Rules had started. and we turned over. I'd had enough of uh, seeing Jimmy Lloyd get stabbed with scissors for uh, uh, for one uh, month, so I didn't. Uh, fucking idiot. <laughs> I didn't watch that one in the end, uh, but I do think that they, they maybe threw homicide on a little bit there to, to maybe you know uh, placate the people who were wanting to turn over to extreme rules. But yeah, I I can't again like the idea of the show. Liked maybe you know that one match in the middle, Joey Janela and Homicide, But all in all, yeah, maybe not the uh, for me not the home run that the uh, the backyard show was. I
1: mean, they seem to be doing well with these shows. Mm. And it is like booting wrestling and it has a niche audience for it. And that's what they managed to do. Mm. And the fact that they actually get around to being able to kind of do it and it's nobody else's. Mm. So there's a definite gap there. And for him, it works. And it means that it keeps him hot on the indies, which is kind of really indelible for him to get kind of hot on... um, on in AEW, you want that kind of indie buzz as being the creative guy comes up with these wild shows. I think the next one, what is it, Escape
0: from New York, is it? That's right, Janelle, one over SummerSlam weekend. But when we and UJP are recording 27 podcasts that weekend.
3: So is oh. it in New- I, I'm around for that now. Oh, you're way. back
0: now? Oh, that's good. Joe's enjoying it. Changed
3: some holiday, not for the podcast, but yeah, some <laughs> stuff ended up You're changed. a
0: very dedicated man, Joe. I appreciate it. And, well, anything for the cause. Um, <laughs> in New York, or is it actually in Toronto?
2: Um, no, it's this in is Toronto.
0: Yeah. Oh, was it? st- Oh, was this before it? And then there's the Toronto, so it's separately. Yeah, it's right. Oh, well,
3: okay. It's not the same weekend.
0: He's no. definitely doing one in Toronto, though, aren't he? Is that right? I
3: don't
0: know. You're the GCW correspondent. <laughs> I. <laughs> I need to uh, to check my GCW records. and work it out because they're usually they're very good. at kind of following uh, following around and uh, and keeping and keeping it keeping themselves in the news. Uh, it's kind of like, a. I don't know, I think if GCW didn't have like these gimmick Joey Janela shows, I don't think we'd be talking about it. So it'd be no. a, It'd be a huge I'm miss if they didn't do it. I'm um,
3: just thinking in Toronto, you think of the amount of things they could pull off in terms of old Canadians. Get Bruce Hart in for the night or something. That'll get
0: pop. Oh, it's Escape from LA on the 9th, which is, is of ah, isn't it? Uh,
3: sorry,
1: not Escape from... I was trying to... I think I was... Thinking that because oh, I love that. Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. is just a crushing disappointment for anyone who likes Escape from New York. Not a Kurt Russell come out tonight. Never enough. I'm a big, big Kurt Russell fan, especially Kurt Russell in a John Carpenter film. Between The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, just great stuff. Yeah. Snake Pliskin. <laughs> did good. all the music for his own films as well, John Carpenter. Yes. All that synth stuff.
0: Uh, you, can, you can see him live in concert when I'm able to see him. I wouldn't mind seeing that.
1: Uh, oh, well up for that. Looking at GCW's um, Twitter feed, yeah, can't see anything for Toronto. They have oh, got Bloodsport two again.
0: Then yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's coming up. Too. That's going to be big. Um, Where's Bloodsport two? Uh, there has
3: been a Bloodsport
0: two. September fourteenth.
3: There was a Bloodsport two. Hello, oh, no,
1: Josh Barnett's Bloodsport two. Oh right, yeah, his right. second one. Sorry. What's go. that in conjunction with? That I don't think it's in conjunction with anything. Oh right. So I do, I think it might be a okay. standalone show. Interesting. Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, it's one of them. When I've got the fight books and they put on like a an interesting show like this, even if it doesn't always work, like this homicide show, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still gonna be interested in it, and yeah, I'll still be watching Escape from L.A. that that mania week, that Summer Slam weekend. I'm still gonna be into it, uh, and I'll still be watching Bloodsport too. So yeah, they've got my money. Maybe when the Janela chain runs out, uh, this buzz for GCW might go away. But yeah. Like you say, boutique events is the way to put it, JP, and that's kind of what they're selling. Um, but like I say, yeah, I turned over from GCW to uh, Extreme Rules. Uh, I know you both saw... J- Joe, Joe, you were saying you saw oh, yeah. a couple of matches from this.
3: I watched Alistair Black against Cesaro, and I was making my lunch, and needed something to be just put on of the background as well for my lunch. So I hadn't seen Daniel Bryan in a while, so I watched the tag match he was in, which was good. But I was watching it thinking, why the fuck is he in this tag match? <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I saw none of it.
3: I couldn't even tell you what's on
1: half the fucking cards, to be honest <laughs> with you. You know Same what? people rotating
0: spaces. I enjoyed Still, it for the most part. I actually thought it was it a really decent show. Like, I th- honestly didn't think I'd find myself on a podcast saying this. It was better than AEW. It really wow. was. It was better than the Homicide show. Not better than the <laughs> G1 shows, but honestly, it was fine. Fa- I mean... I'm not going to tell you to go and you know, spend four hours of your life watching it, JP. But I would say like, what you need to see. Roman Reigns and the Undertaker against Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. And I know that Shane McMahon, really? is, Shane McMahon is overused. Shane McMahon should not be on TV every week. They're making a storyline out of it with Kevin Owens. But he's still great value. Shane McMahon selling fear for the Undertaker doing his sit-up. Shane McMahon trying to doing a Van Terminator on the Undertaker. Shane McMahon oh. doing that elbow again. Like at his age, when he's literally Ugh. probably killing himself, selling for Drew McIntyre, it was the least offensive Shane exp- uh, appearance I've seen in a while. Even his shitty punches didn't look that shit. He looked like he was really Pepper in the Undertaker. And I'll tell you what, Roman Reigns and the Undertaker, they looked like a dad and lad team. But <laughs> Undertaker was fully up for it. Like I, it felt like because of that Goldberg match, he wanted to be out there and he wanted to you know clear some cobwebs and he wanted to you know I don't know clear his rep a little bit. And he could have just picked his moments and jumped in and out. And, you know, in parts he did. But he was in the ring a lot. And he looked fine. He looked absolutely... He still obviously looked older. But he was the most comfortable I've seen him in a ring, you know, in a while. You know, not considering the uh, the tag with Sean and Triple H. And like I say, that Goldberg match. Uh, he actually looked all right. And yet it was a lot of fun. It really was. Uh, watching Drew and Shane kind of sell for the, the two big bits. Ba- he put it on first, which was weird. Um, and there was a lot of plunder and distraction, but genuinely, it was very good, and I, I would have thought, yeah, you'd uh, you'd maybe love that one quietly.
3: I'm not going to lie, the way you sold the Shane McMahon stuff, it sounds like everything I love about a Shane McMahon. Exactly!
0: Best of the word, <laughs> Shane McMahon! <laughs> yeah. It's just they've killed it, haven't they, by putting them on TV every week? That's the problem, they can't help themselves.
3: Maybe I'm going to have to have a if I get the... I've got a bit of time at the moment. Yeah. Sneaky watch of that while I'm making lunch tomorrow, possibly. I gave it 3.75 on grapple. I st- Generous.
1: I still won't risk watching it on the big screen at work in case someone walks past.
0: <laughs> no, that that's not the one to worry about. I mean, there were other, other matches on the show you might think that about. But no, okay. that, that was absolutely fine. I mean... I don't know, is it one to while We don't them?
1: need star ratings. It's about whether or not would you let a non-wrestling fan yeah. look at this and <laughs>
0: feel
1: humiliated. Most wrestlers, I would not show
3: a non-wrestling
0: fan. Get Garrett to build build that into uh, the next, build uh, yeah. a grapple, uh, throw that in there. Um, i tell you, I mean, I would say, like for me, I gave that 3.75. It's probably my second favorite match on the show because I'm looking at grapple now. The average for this match was only three on grapple. So maybe I just enjoyed the wildness of it. Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. You probably don't want to watch that in a room full of wrestling fans with a lot of the gimmickry and a lot of the, the big bumps. But JP, if I can sell it to you, it reminded me of like Abyss and Monty <laughs> Brown going at it and you know, big, big lads throwing right. big moves at each other and and kind of just caught just... You had me at Monty <laughs> Like a Monster's Ball kind of scenario. It was the best, it was the best Braun Strowman's looked in a long time. Um, you know, built around his strengths with the you know the big gimmicks and the the table bumps and the the crowd brawling and the and he did like a big spot where he kind of they they both disappeared into the, into like a pit and then he busted out. I was hoping it'd be Shockmaster style and he trip over on the way out, but he kind of busted out superhero style and and got the win in the in the last man standing match. Genuinely, a lot of fun and genuinely, I gave it four stars. Maybe I was feeling a bit generous, um, but absolutely that them two matches very gimmicky the reigns take a match and that but if i'm gonna watch wwe at this point i'll take that you know the trophy ridiculous matches are tend to be what i enjoy on these wwe pay-per-views
3: Had you had a few
0: <laughs> <laughs> not one i didn't drink in one mate
3: you had a good weekend <laughs>
0: <laughs> i had a very good weekend there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need to know. Maybe I was in a good mood. I, I mean, I say that though, I enjoyed both of those matches. I, I mean, I'll keep it brief. Rest of the show wasn't a huge amount to write home about. I've, I've heard people rave about Alice Black and Cesaro. It's a 10 minute match. People seem to love it. There was quite hard hitting. There was a bit where Alistair Black literally took off Cesaro's head, low key style. I wasn't, wasn't as big into it as to, as the, uh, you know, the other voters uh, on grapple seem to be with that one. It just, I don't know, it wasn't for me, maybe it's one I need to need to go back and watch because I heard John Pollock absolutely rave about that thing, like it was one of the best matches he'd seen in a while, Uh, 3.79 average on grapple, I only went with with 3 on that one, AJ Styles and Ricochet was a match that happened on the show, it was a professional wrestler match between two professional wrestlers a match that would be better in literally any other arena in the world, in any other company in the world, in any other scenario in the world. Uh, I don't know how you make that bang average, but it was. The crowd didn't help either. Uh, that sounds
1: incredible. That's a,
0: Just take, just
1: go back a bit a second there. AJ Styles versus Ricochet.
0: Imagine that and Just
1: New Japan. a boring match in front of a dead crowd. How the hell do you manage to produce I don't that?
0: And they, the lads tried to be fit. Within the, the boundaries of the WWE style, they really did try. But the Ugh. crowd just went into it and I don't I don't know whether it's Ricochet not connecting or just odd placement on the show coming after that Daniel Bryan match that Joe mentioned before. But yeah, just didn't really work. Um And yeah, you know, the while were highlights on the show. The main event of the show did kind of have me wishing I wasn't staying up. It wasn't four in the morning and I was still watching the WWE pay-per-view because Beth, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins apparently go go out together in real life, but you wouldn't know it from the chemistry on screen. What? Um, do they? <laughs> yeah, apparently apparently they oh, do. Yeah. Put it in an probably, angle then. You've never yeah. mentioned it, have they? Um, yeah, in the main event with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, that's kind of the worst of the WWE. Going back to Brock Lesnar, couldn't be less interesting to me, but I get it because Seth Rollins has just been... You know, he's, he's not been a success as WWE champion. I think you can fairly say that. I, I've always found them quite, not average, but above average. Um, I don't think he, he he fits being the top guy. I get wanting to reset if we're going into this Paul Heyman era. Um, so for me, it kind of the show kind of ended on a negative, but, you know, plenty of positive there as well, if, you, if you're if you uh, willing to cherry pick. It sounds
3: like the Shane match should have been the real main event, to be honest.
0: <laughs> it was. We started at the top. And then we kind of had a slippery slope with maybe a, a little bump in the middle for Braun and Bobby. Um, but again, that just might be a, one of my guilty pleasures.
1: That is the trend with most big WWE cards, isn't it? Mm. They do manage a lot of the time to end up choosing like a really good opener. And then it does kind of fall, not say fall off a cliff, but certainly goes down from there. Mm. I I might watch the the Shane Taker match, or the tag <laughs> match outside of it.
3: I'm just like uh it's it's That's, like you mentioned about... I enjoyed the Cesaro Alistair Black match yeah. for ten minutes of them lumping the shit out of each other and it didn't feel like a WWE match at all. It's just and that I thought, I thought they had some chemistry and Cesaro's sort of stripe based offense, mm. the way that Alistair Black was using the kicks and stuff. It was kind of cool, but you're not missing out on much by it's, not watching I would
1: say. I suppose one of the, I, I don't want to go back entirely back to the Evolve show, one of the nice things about hearing Lenny Leonard on commentary, someone different, and one of the things that I he just, was good. I find, he was, uh, he from what I heard of it. He
3: was the best I've ever seen Lenny look
1: <laughs> But hearing the WWE commentary team is the thing I just find.
3: Oh, it's awful. It is. It's fucking cringe. Just, we we played about the AEW. It's thing. fingernails on a blackboard. <laughs> aw awkward like uh shots of the three of them sat at the announcer's table it's a really bad comedy there was one bit of comedy i saw where byron saxton was doing some shite and Corey graves was pretending to be annoyed and it was like oh like who, yeah. who backstage thinks this is great content the f- the well, we fucking know mad Targaryen king as <laughs> always. It's just transparent bollocks. It was
1: oh, <laughs> It turns out the is nothing more than a kiss arse, so that's not going to be happening, is it? Byron Saxton
3: <laughs> discuss. Or don't, because there's nothing to say.
0: I, there's nothing to say no. about Byron Saxton.
3: Yeah. There's, there's
1: nothing nice to be said, certainly. <laughs> Unless it's just some bizarre perform- performance art. It's art piece where he's just trying to pretend to be a really shite announcer in every way Mm. it's it's quite interesting he manages to kind of get the exact opposite reaction to to what he goes for but i get i can't listen to them can't listen to any of them it's Mm. just it's painful
0: fair enough um, well, one other positive I want to say before we get into the G1 stuff, just very quickly, one other thing I watched this week, and anyone who listens to BWA on post will have uh, heard my, my full takes already, so I'll be brief. Uh, and really, if you listen to me twice a week, maybe consider what you're doing with your life. But, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I, th- I would just want to point out that the I, I watched the the Riptide show uh, that you guys were, uh, <clears throat> were, were at and were raving about last week, um, and specifically the pack. Karan Noir match. Just wanted to very quickly before we get to the U one echo your thoughts on that as a as a great match. You guys did your job as a very partisan crowd. I thought that was a, a big note for me. It's what I really what I really enjoyed about it was Pac just being this evil outside the heel, despite the the pop he got at the start, and you guys and the rest of the crowd so desperately wanting Karan Noir to win. And you know, in a lot of ways it was very much the Pack show. You know, he's just so fucking good. Like his timing. There were little things like there was a double down in the middle of the match where he was kind of where the crowd were, he was like letting the crowd soak it in and letting Karin get his little comebacks at all the right moments. Where it watching on VOD it was like, I'm watching a top draw worker here. And, you know, he was great. Karen did hold up his own end, you know, with the little things like yeah. fighting back from the kicks from the ground and stuff. But yeah, for me, it was a masterclass in, like we said earlier, a reminder of me of a, just how good Pac is. Um, you know, in telling a story similar to the to the Oku match and, you know, resorting to flying when he absolutely has to and, you know, almost having to, to put, you know, Noir out to pasture with the red arrow at the end. And yeah, I really loved it. Not quite as good as, uh, as Pac-Michael Oku, but absolutely lived up to the uh, the live report that you guys last week and did seem to to peak a lot. I'm, you know, I'm not 100% sold on Cara Noir. I love the gimmick. I love the presentation in Riptide. I wonder, you know, about translating it to other places. For, as far as the best place for this match to happen, this was it. Um, and as far as a, a way to get his name out, uh, brilliant and genius from Riptide to, to throw it up on, on YouTube for, for everybody to see.
1: Yeah, it was really... Um, it was good, the fact... Because I think we'd recorded... I don't think it had gone up but No, not yet, no. Recorded no it. So. so it was like a real affirmation of what we'd ended up seeing live and how great it was and the reaction for when Pat, Pat comes out. I think of our work colleague who hasn't gone to a show since going to see, like, NXT in Plymouth, I think, or something along those lines. Was it? Addy? Yeah, yeah, he'd gone to see NXT. I
3: thought uh, thought he'd never been to a show.
1: No, no, he had. But seeing his reaction when when Pat came out and just, like, being slightly incredulous for it. And when you go there and you see what the venue's like and what they managed to do to it, it is really special.
3: He watched it back and texted me today raving about how good it looked as well. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: What done with it. Oh, yeah. those like the smoke machines going off in the background and stuff and just, yeah, just what they... It sounded great live, but what? it's almost like I would say the best way to watch Riptide is on the VOD. Like, just because of what they... How they present it. It's um, a great
3: live promotion, mate. It really is. Yeah, it's doing app. both bits. Doing yeah. both Brilliant. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Perfect.
1: And it's yeah. it's not undeserved praise. And you know what? They don't half ass it. Mm. And then know that you did the... You know, you can see how if you see that venue being used by someone else, all of the things they manage to add on. So, you know, the way that they've got the tiered um, standing areas on the side that kind of creates, as Joe said at the time we were reviewing it, creates that terrace style atmosphere Mm. and it's fantastic. It's a real experience. They're doing, they're making something really special there. And yeah, again, echo what we said last time, what they're also managing to do is not go Berserk. They're they're busy trying to create a really strong product, and that's what they're managing to do.
0: Definitely. So yeah, just wanted to mention that there. Just again, there. apologies for shaming anybody. I do appreciate anyone really who listens to me twice a week. I think you're crazy, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, really wanted to just point that out. As uh, yeah, it was uh, was as good as uh, you guys said. Um, anything else you want to talk before we uh, we get into our G one section?
1: I think I think that's it for the other stuff, isn't it?
0: That's it. Awesome. Well let's uh, let's talk some G1. This game
3: is
2: happening, man. This getting me happening.
3: To me, do you know what Jay White? He's a better version of Baron Corbyn.
0: Right? G One. It's week one almost. Kind of. I mean we had that one Dallas show. I don't know if it does that count as week one are we up to week two JP uh, what would you count it as uh, this feels like the proper
1: week one
2: mm. frankly
1: being in Japan makes it feel like alright this is G1 now because mm. I didn't like one of the things I didn't like from the Dallas show at the very beginning is when they had the, the sort of intro package mm. it was all in English and I was like uh, no I want I want the usual package that they end up putting up and on the show.
0: music from last year oh like... it's great come on Mm. take that
2: back
3: most yeah. wonderful
0: time
2: of the year Joe? Yeah, oh is.
3: I don't disagree with that but you know I'd rather you know. most wonderful time of the year a lot of people will say it's Christmas and if I'm hearing Cliff Richard Mistletoe and Wine on <laughs> Sages Day I'm thinking it ain't the most wonderful time of the fucking year but then I hear a bit of wham and I'm like you know what you're on to something here <laughs> I wish I don't know the G1 start using I don't know wake me up before you go and get <laughs> Edge of, edge of Heaven by Wham, there's a better one, because G1, it does feel like I'm on the edge of heaven all summer, because
0: <laughs> it is that great. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, JP, I appreciated your intro last week, and I appreciated the intro, Yeah, we, everyone will have just heard now, uh, that you've done for us this year. I thought it was a great song. Um, but yeah, it is, it's the. It's definitely the best time of the year. Yeah. I feel like we're, oh, go on, JP.
1: I was going to say in terms of the song, because it is one of the like, this year's one, I've heard it a few times. It is better than what it is, but it's still not good. It's certainly not a patch of last year's. Joe's shaking his head. He's they're wrong, obviously. No, they're not.
3: They're all terrible.
1: I think it's you with the issue here, like, mate. The last not time then. I remember
3: a good song being used for a wrestling show was WrestleMania 19 with Limp Bizkit, Crack Addict. Do you remember that one?
1: <laughs> I do, but it's not, it's not a patch on
3: my way, is it? I prefer my way, but Crack Addict was a tune. Didn't make it onto a Limp
0: Bizkit album, though? Well, I can't recall <laughs> it as a song at all. No. It's a bit of WrestleMania 19, mate. I need to go back and uh, revisit. Um, yeah, maybe New Japan need to give the Limp Bizkit guys a call. I'm sure they'll still come back, a <laughs> few songs, won't they? If, 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 if last night
3: oh, absolutely. They're playing in... G- I'm, I'm going to Germany on Thursday, and it's a bit unfortunate because my mates I'm going with, all my mates from school, one of my yeah. mates is living out there. If we were going a week later... Limp Bizkit are playing in his town that weekend and that mate of mine's going as well so we could have had a big old reunion at Limp Bizkit so a little bit gutted and they
0: might have played Crack Addict <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but anyway, G1, yeah. So for the... <laughs> for the, the poor, I'm just thinking of the four people who've listened to the first 20 minutes and then have looked at the timestamp and they've skipped forward. And now we're talking about Limp instead. Uh, that's what you get when you get <laughs> to Apple podcast. That's what we do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but back to G1. Uh, music aside, uh, I suppose we'll, we can talk about... It's only three days, so we can talk about our highlights for each of the days in turn. But don't have no any, any overall thoughts so far. Are you feeling it yet? I'm not sure I'm feeling it yet. Uh, maybe it's the fact that there's so many, you know, the likes of, they got seem to be going down a line of Tanahashi, Ibushi, Naito, mm. Sabre, Jay White. Loads of people not getting any points yet. Uh, they're telling a different story, it feels, this year. Is it the fact that we had that Dallas show last week? Uh, I'm trying to get into it, JP, but I'm not quite there yet. I'm not feeling the, the buzz of the time of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, the one thing it hasn't had is that absolute killer match yet. Mm the absolute killer match that makes you feel like you're there, which is normally sort of a preserve of someone like an Ishii at this point
2: mm.
1: in the tournament. And in some ways, those first couple of days never end up being as good because there's always a the thing about wanting to do upsets. And that's been very much the, the route they've gone down. It appears to be the story, certainly in B block is that it's a case that Naito and Jay White have just assumed that they'll meet in the last week for the final to see who wins the block. And mm. they've had those couple of early losses the idea of them leading to them being more motivated and more dastardly, respectively. Of, of that—that's what's going to go with them in the B block. With Juice getting in a, a sort of interesting, you know, couple of wins. I was surprised when he beat Shingo, but mm. so it seems to me like rather than the great matches, it's more about just sort of setting the overall scene. Mm. And we're very early into it, and. That's fine. There's enough goodwill. I've got enough confidence. There's going to be some really good stuff. I don't think they're going to be, you know, a lot of stinkers there. And I would say in terms of the actual bad, bad stuff, like not having a Yoshi Hashi in there, Mm. not having a a Togi Makabe in there. This is where it's, I'm actually much more intrigued in a lot more undercard matches Mm. than what I'd normally be. And I have to admit there was a curiosity value of seeing Archer versus Farley as well and about how that would go. But yeah, really, for, for me, it's just about sort of setting the scene at the moment. And I don't know if it's fucking up. Oh, <coughs> sorry, bless me. Big old sneeze there. I don't know if he's fucking up anyone's G1 pickums.
0: I'm doing okay, JP. I'm all right. I'm in the mix. I haven't caught up with Rando Bot 3000 in the post ones. Uh, I'm still way at the bottom on the voices ones, but... You know, I went, for, went with my opposite pick, so it's always going to happen. One's going to be good, one's going to be bad, and I did that how in many, the last ten how minutes before Dallas. Okay. In post or in uh, invoices? Well, both, both. In post, I think I'm on twelve, um, okay. so I'm doing okay. Uh, I think most, I think the most is it, people are on is on about fifteen on voices. Yeah. I don't know what the points are, but if you scroll all the way to the bottom of to the was it what three thousand people something like that, um, I'm in there in like the the last. 20 other people, so less said about that, the better. How are you doing, JP?
1: Well, first three days, I had two on each of the days. I went, Oh, this is this is fucked. Mm-hmm. And there was me thinking about that 20 quid, 3,000 people. Mm-hmm. Let's just add this in again 3,000 people, 20 quid each, winner takes all. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be watching, you don't want G- it to be for money, JP, but you want it to be for money. More money than the winner of the G1 would take back in a salary,
0: grapple gambling. A business idea for next year. Should we do like a Premier League type game, like fancy football, where each week you get to pick your pickums again? JP, would you feel better with that? If we threw some money at it, throw some let's get Gareth can get it sorted. He's the man with the plan. We could have I'm like just, a version the, of the grapple app for fancy uh, G1. The marketing could be you know,
3: like Ray Winston doing the <laughs> Jesus, a, It could
0: be JP
3: talking about like, well, like, I don't know, the horses, the dogs. I've done them all, I've been there wrestling <laughs> and it could be you in like a coat like a Del Boy style coat little pie out on or something get a little book out of your
1: little stuff. birdies told me that juice is gonna have a big year this year you want to get on it get on the app now there we go and then it comes up yeah
3: There's an idea. Juice
1: to beat Yano.
2: Look, I'm I'm a bit
3: into the Pickham stuff, but I will enter if Gareth gets on the go, and if you're doing the advertising for it.
0: Oh, I I might have (laughs) overestimated JP. There's only 840 people in. Is that Uh, enough money for you? Is it still worth it?
1: Look, mate. Again, 854. You know, you're talking a let's just say a good 13 grand.
0: 13 grand
1: for a wrestling tournament. I like the way you like did those maths that quickly. That. It's not, I, I mean, not this is very unlikely to happen and there's certain um, federal laws that we'd be breaking along the way, but it'd be good fucking fun, <laughs> wouldn't it? As long as it lasted. You got 13 grand for watching the G1 that summer. You should almost be compelled to go to the final of the Tokyo, of to, to go to the final of the G1 the summer afterwards. Oh, mate, and that becomes...
0: 17 grand
3: it'll be. Jesus. They'll be yeah. careful
0: with those gambling laws though in certain countries, JP. It's like the official Premier League fancy football, the winner gets a digital camera still and there's millions of players in that. Uh, yeah. Be careful with those gambling laws but that could be a way to uh, to pit post and voices and get our own thing going. Maybe a, exactly. Maybe a plan for next year um, but, but I don't know, based on current we, evidence, JP, you're not taking that money home. We could even That's...
3: be UK-based. Just to get rid of the laws possibly. There you go. So we
0: have a UK. We're just thrashing this out. Although it's just turned into a real pitch now. It really we we haven't told Gareth, he's just gonna have to listen to this and and, and just put it together for us now next year.
1: I think that's the way we like to drop these things into the mix. He
3: loves a cheeky flatter, does Gareth, so why not be in charge of cheeky flatters all the way through G one?
0: Uh, flutters. That's the title. Of As the title. I've said
3: before, it's what Masal would have wanted.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, so what? yeah, I'm on ten points. I I,
1: I didn't look first three days. Ah, oh, fuck this. And then I had four points on the last day, so I'm up to ten. And I went, I'm probably nowhere in this. Yeah, well, that's the thing. off the lead. It was like, what the
0: fuck's going? It just appears to be a wild, like no one's no on the pattern of how this is going to go. No one's calling some of these results. You know, no one's calling. You know. Jay White and Ishii, no one's calling. Well, some people I, did, Chi and Naito. Did you call them, did
1: you? Ishii has always been that G1 spoiler, mm. but I actually want to see them go somewhere with it one year and just give him just one main event world title match. He's earned the right to that at this point. And mm. I think the, the sympathy story you could get in like a, a venue with him could be really great. In the
3: carder for an IWG. That, that would, would,
1: be would be the one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um, but I suppose as far as the actual content of the show is mm, sorry, just trying to think of a segue there, <laughs> uh, we should probably talk about them. I mean, let's go through day by day. I mean, day, I keep wanting to say day one, but it's day two, uh, kind of kicked off this week's, uh, action with the B block. Uh, I don't know. Any, any big highlights jump out for you? Uh, Jay White headlining, uh, Joe, that's a, that was a thing. Um, Kobishi was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. What were the the highlights uh, or what are the the big stories coming out of uh, the first day proper of uh, of the G1 in Japan?
3: I thought it was a really solid day, really solid show to get it underway in Japan. I loved the first match. I thought Juice and Shingo Mm. were really, really good together. I thought there was a natural chemistry. It was a fight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it showed the diverse. Shingo is again. Like mm. Shingo can kind of adapt to anyone's style. Mm. And this was the best I've seen Juice in a while, I thought. I thought that his charisma was off the charts here. Mm. Um, I thought that he was really playing into it with some of the stuff that he was doing in the match. Uh, he had the crowd on side as well. And I was really surprised that he, he won the match, to be honest with you. I thought this was a guarantee for Shingo, but yeah. not not complaining. It was a really, really fun match. Sort of you're talking three and three quarters, four star sort of level to get things underway. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing more Shingo. i got to say Shingo, the diversity of opponents that I've never seen him face before in this tournament. Mm. It's going to be interesting. The Shingo Ishi match is one of the matches of this tournament that I'm looking forward to more than any other, mm. because I almost feel like there could be a sort of like, I'd say passing of a torch. What torch is really being passed? But Shingo, to me, is like a more diverse Ichi in many ways. It's an Ishii that can do a little bit more mm. um that maybe doesn't tell stories in his matches and sell in the same unique way Ishi does. But there are similarities there. And I feel that Shingo
0: could play that Ishi role in the company mm. at some point, possibly. Um, yeah, I think he was, he's he's kind of like, it's interesting because he's still the junior in there, isn't he? So I'm kind of watching it, thinking, are they gonna, you know, be putting him over, guys? Are they gonna, are they gonna osprey him? Uh, which is kind of my worry with osprey losing, you know, a lot of matches in this going through the tournament, or are they really gonna get behind him? Um, I did think it was like, it, it does, you know, you mentioned the you know the junior thing there. It does make a mockery of that. It's a bit like remember when Kenny Omega was the junior champion and AJ was the world champion and they were in the same stable and Kenny was bigger than AJ. Like Shingo to me looked. Every bit as wide as Juice, maybe an inch smaller. But I did seem, for me, I felt a bit of a difference in the match. Like it felt like shingo you know he was in the undefeated in the best of the super juniors and then he's in there and he's mowing through people and then he's in there with the juice robinson and maybe you know juice isn't selling quite as much as some of the juniors did for them and maybe Mm that they're they're trying to tell a story that's a a bit more of a fight that for shingo but i just dropped that (coughs) entire thing at this point he's not a junior he's a heavyweight um and i want to see him dominate people and yeah i the kind of although I did go with it in my pickems just because I did think you know and being a junior coming in and, and I went three point seven five just like you Joe knowing it was going to be a good match going into um I was kind of hopeful that you know he'd start better than a loss but obviously uh, that get rectified a couple of days later
3: I suppose it's an easy story to tell as well isn't it and I mm-hmm. thought exactly the same as you I think. He will become a full-time heavyweight at some point. I think mm. they will probably close the show's storyline off before they do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I suppose it's an easy guy. You can get good matches out of, but put losses on during mm. the tournament as well by having him in there. It's a simple story to sell.
0: Definitely. Any notes on that one, JP? Were you a fan? <coughs> what you what you give it on Grapple?
1: I was a fan. I'm just having a look now. I think I I gave it four. Mm. It was. It felt for me. It did. Very much the same job or how I felt when I watched Archer versus Osprey on mm. night one. You, you know, sort of great opener on that. Great you guys start. Have, Exactly, yeah. Really, you yeah, know, hot starts. But yeah, I, I would uh, agree with a lot of the opinions that you, you guys have given there for the, this one. Yeah. Really fun match. Just having a look now, see if I can find it. I think,
0: yeah, four stars. Yeah, fair enough. Great way to start the show and great way to start the B block, which in some ways does feel a a little bit more interesting. I think the A block's going to have better matches, but I think there's some interest, and like we've just said, little stories you can tell in the B block. But yeah, Mm. great way to start things proper. I thought um, Mox and Tai Chi after it was something. I mean, it's Tai Chi, so there's not really much you can do. And it was a short match, so, you know, but it was mm-hmm. basically a brawl outside. There was a table brump, and then it kind of just ended with a finisher. Uh, I don't know, Joe, you were saying last week you were, you were a little bit worried. Not worried, but, you know, you were saying he's a little bit unproven as far as an in-ring commodity goes. Obviously, we're going to talk be talking about another day in a minute, but I can't imagine uh, this Tai Chi match did much to uh, to soothe Kind of your thoughts in that direction. I thought it was fine for what it was.
3: Um, I think that people are overly excited about him because he's fresh, and I get that. And I don't think he's the big hitter that a lot of people necessarily think he is in terms of what he is in the ring. But both of his matches so far have been about eight minutes, and I'm fine with that because it's made him look strong. It's Mm. gotten him over. The crowd obviously like him, he's got a unique entrance and he's against Taiji. Chi. Taiji, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gave this like three and a quarter stars. Oh two by you, got seven that, you got that out of a tai Chi match, which is absolutely yeah. fine. In I went minutes. three. And if mm. Moxley's matches are going to be slightly different in the tournament as well, and they're going to be a break from the norm, mm. that's fine by me. Let him have a slightly longer match with, say, an Ishii, a Shingo or someone mm. at some point. Mm. That's cool. Um, see what you can do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, I think that Ghetto probably knows what his limitations are to some some extent as well, which is why he's booked him in two eight minute matches so far. But yeah. if it's gonna be something slightly fresh on the card, absolutely fine, because yeah. we need variety on these G1 cards. Definitely.
0: Plus we get to get to see him come out with shows Umino carrying his belt in there. Shooter
1: little... Umino, isn't it? That he keeps on calling him keeps on calling <laughs> shooter. <him> shooter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the little promos they do when he's kinda of leaning on him and Umino just doesn't really seem to understand what's going on. Uh, walking around in a, in a Mox t-shirt and carrying the belt. Uh, I'll take that for an entire tournament. Yeah, uh, always. Yeah. But yeah, that was fine. Uh, anyone got any notes on Naito Yano? I suppose the biggest thing is that Naito lost to Yano. Uh, it was a Yano roll-up match. It was kind of a probably a coupon buster for a lot of people. Uh kind of almost trolling the uh, the big Naito fans who were who are seeing this as a year. <laughs> uh, not much to say about a match. It was a Yano match, wasn't it? I gave it 2.5 on grapple. Uh but an interesting news story that was starting this way with uh with Naito. His year, he's won it twice already. Mm. Well his year know, to win we're... it and then go on to Wrestle Kingdom and be the Gannett. Yeah,
1: do the Wrestle Kingdom thing. Mm.
0: People want him to run the Gannett. Like people I don't see it. I don't see him as top guy in New Japan. I see him as like a 1B. Um, but people really think, yeah, this is the one. He's going to go through, he's going to win it properly, and he's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom and win there too. Yeah, for me,
3: he is like the, you've got, I don't know, Austin and Rock, and then you've got Triple H. And for me, you've got Tanahashi and Okada and Naito.
0: is, that, N- Naito is better than Triple H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now,
3: He is at that level, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Any, the any, Randy any, Savage level.
0: What do you think they're doing? Do you think he's going to lose a couple, and then he's going to come back and, and rally?
3: Yeah, I yeah. can't see who else on this block you can put in the final. Yeah. Um, the only other person I think could have you know, that great final match is Ishii, mm. but probably Shingo as well. But they're not going to give it to Ishii or Shingo, are they? So, no. you know, mm. if we, oh, man, if they did give it to Ishii, that would be great. as mm. an outside bet. I
1: that would be it. tremendous. And I think this is a year that they're going to go... That little bit, I think Ishi has ended up around eight points most years, but it's always with some very big wins in there. Mm-hmm. But I can see him kind of, he's, you know, it'd be good to see him being positioned into challenging for a, an, yeah. an intercontinental title mm-hmm. as well. I'd love to see him just that world title match for Is challenging. Ishii doing for his
3: Spurs Champions League run to the
1: final. <laughs> this year. The yeah, would be the dream. I'd okay. well, <laughs> That would be tremendous. I'd be up for that.
0: They're definitely starting in that direction. Like you know, we. He's doing well so far. Uh, Started hot with with, uh, the match with Jeff Cobb on this show, starting with a big win. I mean, I love, I've got to say, this was probably my highlight of the show. Well built, Mm. you know, on the undercard tag, which uh, I believe I saw a report that that was kind of just Ishii on the fly calling that in Dallas. Um, Just picking a fight with the big lad, which, you know, is the best thing that Ishii can do. Uh, But yeah, a lot of fun. The most, one of the most, times i've enjoyed jeff cobb as far as a jeff cobb match goes as suplexes and throws they all look great with ishi selling that pile drivery hit looked incredible ishi coming back with some like i think it was a dragon suplex at one point to to cobb looked really impressive it was a real fight it was a suck fest and yeah ishi being a, a coupon buster himself too but for me the definite highlight of uh, of this first b block day
1: yeah, and I think this is going to be the pattern of a lot of the B-block where Ishii turns out to be the highlight, especially when he's in there with some of the people we've mentioned in terms of, I think the match he has against Goto will probably end up being really good fun. yeah, a great match last year at
3: Corican, didn't they?
1: Exactly. He's, you know, the match that he'll end up having with, you know, I think Moxley, I'm really intrigued to see how, how that will go. If anything, he is like the solid, reliable wrestler
3: in that block he's the litmus test for a lot of the guys he is as well I think mm. Yeah. Anyway, see how good they are like Cobb he had a good match with yeah we'll go on to the Jay White match in a bit mm-hmm. um, Moxley is another one to see that's a bit of a test for him Juice as well to some mm. extent yeah it's interesting definitely what star
0: rating did you give it I gave it 4 yeah solid 4 as well for me mm.
1: I liked it a bit more I went 4 and a quarter mm. Mm.
0: De- definitely, definitely, definitely the match of the night for me. Should have been the yeah. main event, I think. I, I mean, I get you know. <laughs> I suppose <laughs> you can't really main event with a Jeff Cobb, but can you main event with Goto? Apparently, you can. J. White Goto be main the event main event. With Jay White, yeah. Well, I mean, J. White is who he allegedly is, and you know he's a former world champion. Joe, you've got to uh, got to give him the credit. Uh, he's the star of the block. Brain. Not named Naito. It's J. White, isn't it? He's the next kind of top guy as scary as that is. Um, it was a goto match I enjoyed it I thought the near fall run was fun uh, a lot mm. of Jay White shenanigans in there uh, but again he's in there with goto and I do think there's only so much you can do I went three and a half on it I uh, don't know what you guys made of it
3: uh, you know I went three and a half as well I thought it was fine I thought it was consistent enough um, I, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be a big Jay White fan but <laughs> he is. he has improved mm. I'll give him mm. that some of his control periods and matches I find very dull. Um, and that was the same here as well, but goto looked kind of up for it as well.
0: He had a lot of energy. Uh,
3: yeah, it was, it was fine. Like it was a solid main event. I thought Well,
0: apparently the G G one stands for goto, um, goto and his lad dojo t-shirt. Uh, you a, <laughs> a big fan. You're not goto yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went three and a half as well. Um,
1: For me, it kind of felt like a bit of a summary of of a lot of the time the issue I have with Goto, which is I really want Goto to do really well. He seems like he has pretty much a lot of those tools that he should have to be that really big star. Hmm. But ultimately, it's very good and not great, apart from his Wrestle Kingdom matches, which tend to be tremendous. That's the one time he's like... It's the thing I really like on the big stage. He's guaranteed to have a really great match. He
3: has good matches in G1. Oh
1: no, he does, but it's it's still actually a little bit inconsistent compared with with others and some of the more top line established stars. Mm. It's just for me, him going away and he looks in great in great shape. It's just that from a character perspective, everything else is exactly the same,
2: mm.
1: and that for me is the that's kind of the issue. Yeah. You know he's, he's treading water as a character for a very long time in that company, really since the end of the Shibata series.
0: Mm. It's like, what's the plan with Goto? Like, what what do you yeah. do next with Goto? And I don't think there's an answer to it. Um, odd one, kind of le- veteran run
2: yeah. Yeah. going for
3: like his Kashida did to the juniors mm. division in many ways, where we would yeah. seen everything he could do, and yeah. he's a good talent. But
0: what is he offering? Yeah. That's it. Not much. Odd choice to, to put over on the first uh, big blue Black night, but, you know, maybe it gives you an extra story, makes him a little bit more credible going forward. I can I can maybe see see the thing yes. there, but yeah, a bit of a downer as a main event, but still, That's, fun show. If it means we're not going to get Jay White in a final, then, you know, <laughs> I, 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 like,
3: I, I'll be honest, I cheered when Goto won and I cheered when Ishii beat Jay White as well.
0: Wow. There you go big moments Uh, so you're you're emotionally invested joe nothing wrong with that (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah uh, there you are we then move we move it on to the a block though Uh, after that on day three we move back and I almost entirely skipped Bad Luck Fowler and Lance Archer. I just forgot it existed. I, I started with Osprey Sonata. Uh, it was only when it finished, I was like, I've only seen four matches here. What have I missed? I yeah. had to go back and watch it. Tell you what, it was like the New Japan equivalent of, uh, of Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Big hits, big bumps, maybe just not quite as good. Uh, I actually thought it was all right. Enjoyed it more than I should. Still hate the claw, uh, but Archer's looked all right so far.
1: He has, Farley looks a state.
0: <laughs> he does. To be honest the with gear as really well. He really does. The camo pants, not working for me.
1: Uh, it, this has to be the last year of that, because if you're going to be a big man in this, I Archer every day of the week and twice on Sunday in there instead of Farley, but Farley is... It's just like his job is to almost go out and have a shitter match, really, as he can kind of have at times. Mm-hmm. Or, like, doing very, very little and see what they can do out of it. It is like a weird test.
3: He looks like a cheap
0: bumfuck indie worker. He does. he does,
1: like that, with his general t-shirt
3: and the cigar.
0: Look, I hate Tamatonga, but I'll take Tamatonga any day over Fallout at this point.
3: Yeah, um, uh, Farley's got more meme quality, I suppose, than Tamatonga, which is at least something, well, yeah.
0: Well, I gave it 3.25, and I didn't expect to give a Farley uh. match 3.25. The average is 2.88 on grapple, so maybe I'm the high man. But, you know, at least there's that. Maybe there's hope.
3: Well, Osprey and Sinada was good, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was up next. That was fun. I'm, yes, they've taken away the elevator theme. I'm not a fan uh, of whatever that this it's copyright theme. issue, isn't it? Yeah, Osprey said something about how he, he had an agreement, but now the the, the label are being dick, so he's lost it. Sorry to uh, Garrett's kids who uh, gave us a Belton rendition of that on a podcast yeah. a, few, a few weeks ago. Um, uh, to be honest, though, Joe, I'd I hope you're
1: not crying too much over that song disappearing. <laughs>
0: <is it? laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but as much as I was kind of over the average on Farley. Uh, i was quite a bit under the average on this i gave it three and a half i liked it the average is four mm-hmm. on grapple at the moment maybe it's the Sonada factor dragging it down for me it's for me on paper it was one of the least interesting osprey matches he obviously still made it good you know flipping out of the paradise lock and you know eventually getting trapped and thankfully getting a relatively clean win uh against Sonada. i was glad that happened daily. Uh, i don't know maybe i'm being harsh on it because of the Sonada factor but either are you higher on it than me yeah, I went four stars. I oh. thought this was
3: it was my favorite match on the show. Um, but it's just Osprey, mate. He's just yeah. full of these yeah. big Osprey hitters, sure, isn't he? Really.
2: Um, mm. and
3: I just love the, the the reversal sequences. The reversals of the reversals mm. was awesome. There was a whole sequence where it ended up them doing the sort of Osprey ricochet pose spot which I absolutely loved. Um, It was kind of cool to see that sort of thing in a G1. It's not the kind of thing we usually see in this sort of tournament, because you haven't really got an Osprey in most G1 tournaments. But, yeah, I loved the way that Osprey had done his research, and they played off each other's signature offence really well to make it entirely unpredictable as a match. And it was a fresh match. Look, I'm no great Sonata fan, but this was one of the better Sonata matches I think I've personally ever seen or one of the more I've enjoyed. Mm. And yeah, I thought Osprey was, again, just the absolute man in this match. And I hope that he's not injured too badly because Did, losing Dubai, him you- in this tournament is going to be just...
0: Ah, it's not going to yeah. be good. Interesting one, that, isn't it? Because they're not being very specific on the injury. Is it an ankle, JP, or is it... They is said it, said it was said? a neck. A neck.
1: Dave Meltzer. Oh, it's ankles
0: coater, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
1: he, he got a stinger.
0: Mm. Yeah. And
1: d- they're going to make an announcement. I suppose it'll be imminently, won't it? I mean, we'll see how he is on the
3: day. The thing I don't understand of it, though, is so the next, so his match will be on Thursday. Won't mm. Okay, so if it's on Thursday and maybe he needs an extra day's rest and he might be able to go on the Friday, why not just swap and have one B block match? on the Thursday and one A-block match on the Friday. I just don't understand why contingency planning in just swapping a couple of little minor things around mm-hmm. is that big of an issue.
0: traditionally
3: is This is like the worst thing possible. You can't possibly do that.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, they just won't. I mean, they just take... It. I suppose it's precedent that, you know, if you don't show up for your match, you lose the points. Uh, but then again, yeah, we lose we lose Ospreay and Ibushi and I'll be honest, like, I love Will spray and, like, if this is as ser- if this is serious or as serious as the playing up or more serious than I'm play- than the playing up, I mean, I don't know if I believe the Costa ankle injury as much as he's laying her on. But throw mm. you know them two out there if they're both banged up, they're gonna kill each other. I so, was gonna say yeah. on the one hand, I'm annoyed we're gonna lose the match entirely, but on the other hand, like it's probably not the best thing for them to face each other at all.
1: This is the worst possible person you could be facing if you've got a bad, slightly bad neck, is Kota Ibushi in some ways, isn't it?
3: Corican main event as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. There's three shows of the Corican following following these. And so the pressure is going to be absolutely insane. And you can see Osprey going, no, I'm fine. I'll go out and do it. But mm. it makes you scared.
0: That's Osprey all over, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm half excited, half scared for that one, but you know hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some news in the in the coming days. Uh, like I say, I'm below the average on Sonado Osprey, but it was fun. Uh, yeah. Next up, there was O'Carth uh, Co- uh, and Zach Saber. Middle of the cards, I was quite surprised at that. Uh, mm. I don't know, maybe I'm the sorry I didn't get your rating there on uh, on the last one. Oh, maybe, I, went, but
1: maybe you I went four stars. So you went on Sonado Osprey as well. See, that. I I really enjoyed it.
0: And the average for Okada Sabre is four stars, just below four stars as well. I went three and a half on this too. I don't know, it just didn't move me. It was the, Maybe I was in a bad mood watching it, but, and it was shorter. I, I, I'm not a, always a huge fan of long Okada matches. If they stretched it out to the full 30, uh, I'm not sure if that would have been better. But maybe the fact that it being in the middle of the card. Sorry. What's up?
3: Oh, could you not hear that?
1: No, what's up? <laughs> There was a pop-up that came something up on his screen. Up on my screen. What was it? Uh, it
0: oh, I was looking at the G1 a safe for schedule work
3: one and I got something from CBS Sports <laughs> on
0: <screen>. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping it'd be some, like, porn or something. Just to, uh... That'd be more exciting. It wasn't the horse, like, last time. <laughs> I just thought you were really offended at me saying that I'm not a huge fan of uh, Longo Cardo matches sometimes, but... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, for me, it just... Dunno, did move me. I thought it was fine. Three and a half stars. I'm not saying it was a bad match, but uh and I still think Okada's winning the G one, by the way. I'm gonna to go to my deathbed with that. Um, but yeah, didn't love it. What did you guys think?
1: I did I've seen them have better ones mm. than than this. And obviously you think of the the what was it, the Sakura Genesis main mm. they had it. Was it a sumo hall? They had that. And a, and even at the strong style of old shows that, that we were at in um In Manchester. Mm. It wasn't up on that level. Um, It was fine. I went three and a half as well. And there was a lot to enjoy about it. But it just didn't feel, I don't know, it just didn't feel like the heat wasn't necessarily there for it. Mm. I don't know whether or not that was the placement of it being third. Because obviously, you know, you look at it, you think you'd have that in the semi-main event above Ibushi versus Evil. Main-evented, yeah. Mm. But the idea of it being below Ibushi Evil seems very (laughs) odd placement.
3: Mm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I still went Mm. uh, 3.75 on this one. It was quite short. I was amazed how short it was. And there's a chemistry there. Mm. And it was a really enjoyable match for the time it got and some of the stuff they did. Some of the work Zach was doing was like ridiculous and was still surprising me at this point. I've seen a million Zack Saber Jr. matches. So there's still that unpredictability to what Zach can do in a match mm-hmm. in his offense. And it's slightly different Accada match to what we've seen recently. Shorter than, you know, these forty minute epics that Accada must be booked at every month as well. Mm. So it's been quite refreshing to see a carda doing sort of slightly different matches, I suppose.
0: Yeah, at least there's that too. Um are either you're buying the uh my theory yet of of winning the whole thing?
3: The what, means. sorry? Nah,
1: Okada, Okada
0: winning. winning. Is, it, is, it, is it just the, uh, I know, because the English commentary, oh, we haven't mentioned uh, Chris Charlton being, being on, maybe this is a good time, but the English commentary are playing that up big, but at the same time, does Kevin Kelly really know what's happening? Um He's probably just making his own stuff up, but I'm sticking to my conspiracy theory. is running the gannet. He's going to win the whole thing.
1: I can't see him doing it. Not with when you've got that many possible contenders you could have in there that you could, you could kind of really give it to, it even, even, you, even against the
3: final. You have night, you know, even the final show.
0: Mm, but well, you've got thing is though, you've got two, you've got two Wrestle Kingdom uh, shows to book this year. Are you are ever going to mm. break from tradition? Because they're going to have to do something creative anyway to uh, to give them two big matches. Mm, I don't know. No, yeah. Touch of the no, I'm, I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm not. I, I just can't see it. I suppose if if it was on the way up and they were looking to build a card as the absolute as the ace properly then having him do it would be, I think, would would make sense. I don't see mm. how it's nope. in their interest in the year that they need four headliners, basically, I, that, I, to have a car to take up mm. that potential option of it. It doesn't seem like it, it, it would make much sense. It, it would be hard then to think who he'd go up against yeah. in the wrestling the main event.
0: Believe me, that's a problem. I mean, definitely. I mean, they're mm. gonna they'd have to be creative to kind of like have Okada pick pick his opponent or pick the runner up or you know, pick someone who beats him on the way. But I think you know what I think my main theory comes from. I just in my head I've imagined, you know, when Gado sat him down, I was like, Listen, what we're gonna do is we're gonna put you on losing streak and we're gonna make you wear pajamas and we're gonna make you shout Scooby Doo doo <laughs> when you do all your big moves. But at the end of it, you're gonna be the world champion who wins the G one. And O'Kada probably went, Yeah, go on then. That's, that's that's the main thing behind yeah, my theory to kind of do away with the ghost of uh 2018 Okada. Um, but again, maybe it's just because I've I've picked it in my Pickham's, I'm I'm being really hopeful, but a boy can dream. Um, but yeah. Interesting
1: though. Put it well, like you'll six. have pissed that G one Pickham's if
2: that
0: happens. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, interesting to go on third. Uh, fourth was uh Kota and Evil went three point seven five on this one. Um <laughs> The most I've cared about Evil in a while, probably mainly because of Kota Ibushi's ankle and his selling. Again, you know, whether it's real or not, I believe it's real when he's out there and he's limping out on his entrance and he's, mm. he's taking all our of evil offense. Uh, they're putting Kota in a slump, much like they are a lot of other people, but I get it. He's got the injury to sell it. Um, yeah, despite Evil being in there, quite enjoyed this one.
3: Yeah, I thought Ibushi was awesome in this one. Um, I thought his selling was great throughout evil was the most i've enjoyed it was the most i've enjoyed him in a mm. long time mm. um he seemed like he was really up for it as well there were some good teases during it as well as a point i thought she had it done and the way that evil sort of uh, put his comeback together was really explosive showed some real fire yeah perfectly enjoyable match story made complete sense mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was definitely the, the right match for the, for the slot and the cards. And yeah, just a nice, maybe not one we're all going to be talking about at the end of the tournament, but a fun one. Um, what did you both do yeah, on gravel? No, I, went,
1: I went three and three quarters. I had relatively low expectations, unbelievably, for this. But um, mm. like I so mentioned about Kota Ibushi, like one-legged moonsaults and stuff like that. And just the tentativeness, which made me also agree with what you said, Ben, of thinking that this ankle injury is being over-egged. hmm Effectively. But yeah, three three and three quarters.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh I went the same on the main. Kenta and Tanahashi. Uh bordering on four, for just about four as the average on grapple. Maybe I'm slightly bringing that down. Uh really enjoyed it though. Uh Kenta looked a little I still I'm I mean, I still feel like it's the ghost of Kenta that we're watching. Um I enjoyed them doing, you know, a bit of Shibata offense in this one and the camera constantly cut it back to him. It was as stiff as us as seeing Kenta in a long time, um, just liking that Ibushi match. I don't know. I liked it. I, saw, I know people raved about it. I liked the story with Tanahashi refusing to shake his hand. I liked them trying to get Kenta over with the ghost to sleep. I even like, you know, as much as I complained about, not a complaint, but, you know, we pointed out Okada being in the mid card. This was clearly in the main event spot just to let Kenta have that big speech. A lot to like here, uh, but still, all in all, didn't quite meet four for me. Don't know about you guys.
3: Yeah, got to four stars for me, this one. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I think with Kenta, my expectations are low. So uh, actually seeing him connect, get over, and do some more consistent work in this was great to see, if anything. I like the story they told him mm-hmm. as well, Uh JP will probably go into that a little bit more in a second. <laughs> but there was some great aggression from Kent here as well. Wow. I thought him and Tanahashi had some chemistry, if anything. I don't think yeah. they ever actually faced off against one another before. But, yeah, it felt like I spoke last week about how he's Michael Owen and he needs to get that winner in a 4-3 victory <laughs> against the um. arch-rivals, you know, that Man City-Man United game. Here's another versus New Japan, and he's coming up trumps and getting that 90th-minute winner. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
1: know how to follow that one. But yeah, it is. it was, I also went four on this. Mm. And, and like you, everything that I really enjoyed, and this is where Chris Charlton really kind of went into it. And they went into serious detail at the start of the match, which kind of made it feel a bit more epic for me in talking about the idea of this being effectively strong style versus King's Road and the freshness of the matchup between them. And the fact that, like you say, it was like Kenta was connecting. The crowd were definitely a lot more more invested. Tanahashi is some sort of god managing to do this on no knees at this stage of his career. is It's pretty incredible. But it gave, rather than it feeling just like a dream match, it just had that historical context of why it is a dream match, why, this, why you want to see this match. And that got me hooked. And also, like Joe, I've got low expectations of what I'm expecting from Kenta in this. And this felt like a kind of pleasant surprise, mm. and it was like part of the rehabilitation. So he says it's, it's like the ghost. I still, I still think he can be. I'm wanting to believe he can be revived. And matches like this don't necessarily have, won't hurt him, and it will make him feel good. I could see them also then possibly doing a rematch at King of Pro Wrestling. I think you could you could do something really fun with that as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, and there's more story to tell, isn't there, there? With they yeah. like say, with the sh- the handshake stuff. And, the and kind of Shibata in there in the mix too. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still not doing, you know, somersaults over it, but a little bit more positive on him after this one. And yeah, solid main event. Better promo than Goto. So I'll take that. Yeah. Um, and we kind of wrapped up. Like, again, nothing that I'm going to be talking about match of the year time, end of the year. I think we've got all that stuff to come, but... All in all, you know, I don't think we're going to get a bad A block card this year, but a very good A block card, I thought.
1: Yeah. And I thought that those four matches generally, I mean, ignoring the Farley Archer match, like they were a strong run of four good matches that were, there wasn't necessarily much between them in terms of how great they were, but
0: they were all good. Definitely. Yeah. It was uh, one of those easy watch uh, mm. G1s, especially. Yeah. Once I, once I realized I had a, I had missed the match, but yeah, fun show. Uh, we then headed back to, back to the B block for night four. Um, again, finding the B block quite interesting at the moment, but I don't know. Starting with Yano and Shingo. Uh, kind of worried me a little bit. Uh, I like that, that Yano was kind of playing up the, the nighto match uh, from the previous night and, you know, going for more of the t-shirt stuff. It, it does make sense. Um, at least we get that. At least we got Shingo going over him. I was terrified. I'm glad Shingo's uh, on the board, just like uh, Osprey got on the board in his second go as well. Uh, again, another, for me, 2.5 star Yano takes the piss match, but with the right result.
1: Yeah. And it is with the right result being the proviso. In the mm. sense, Yano is, yeah, he operates in the perfect spoiler mode for it, mm. but it doesn't, this wouldn't, whereas you can get away with it with Knight obviously you can't be doing this sort of stuff with Shingo. So thank Christ they didn't. Mm, definitely.
0: Um, next up, Goto and Juice. Any thoughts on that one, Joe, or, or the previous match? A Goto match, three stars I gave you.
3: Yeah, I thought it was fine again. Um, I think I might have gone slightly higher than that. I think I went about three and a quarter on this one. Um, I like Juice Robinson. He's easy to watch. I like his style. He engages me. I'm glad he went over. Um, it's going to be interesting because him and Moxley are faced on the last night as well. So I think that him and Moxley are going to be with a chance of winning the block come the last night as well. So after last year, I think Juice only got like three wins last year and they jobbed him out a lot. Seems like they're kind of making up for that this year, giving a bit of a mini push, if anything.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, it worries me a little bit that they're playing up the hand stuff with them again. Are they gonna go like that? That is he going to, is that gonna start having him lose and you know they go that story? But I do think, yeah, I think it's interesting that they're paired up near the end. Him and Moxley, I do think he's gonna get maybe his win back. Um, and I've I've enjoyed the two matches Juice Robinson so far. You know nothing nothing blow away, but I'm liking like this more serious edge to him. He's still got the ridiculous entrance outfit, but once he's in the ring, he's definitely a more serious act. Um, he's definitely definitely showing some of the promise JP that we all kind of knew was there.
1: Yeah, he is. I mean, in some ways, you're hoping that this, within a year's time, that he's really one of the Western Gaijin top stars there because he's kind of earned the right more than most ever do going through the dojo stuff system mm. willingly.
0: Definitely. It's
1: really, really like, I mean, credit to him and you see the improvement.
0: Mm, definitely. Uh, next up, a bit of a disappointment for me, John Moxley and Jeff yep. Cobb, 2.75, I gave her on Grapple. Thought it was a bit of a letdown considering the great night Cobb had in there with Ishii. Um, bit of a brawl and then a relatively straightforward Moxley win with that rope-assisted Dirty Deeds. Uh, didn't, again, didn't think it did a lot for Cobb. Again, joke, didn't do a lot for me as far as the Moxley argument goes. Uh, another walk and brawl, really, and then you know not much substance once, once they did start getting to the, uh, the actual wrestling stuff. Yeah, it was just too
3: short, wasn't it? Let's mm. face it. Uh, that was the problem with it. It
0: was fine. I didn't
3: mind it for what it was when it was going on. It just kind of was too short. We didn't have enough to play with anything. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of short Moxley matches throughout the tournament. I think that's the role that he's been putting. Slightly reminded me, I remember when everyone was going about how Jeff Cobb and Riddle were going to have these amazing matches. And I remember finding their matches that they had in, I think it was like AAW or somewhere, and being like, mm. what? That was not great because it only went about eight, nine minutes and then Progress did that ridiculous match where they gave him like 20 minutes. was <laughs> awesome. I'm not saying we're going to get that, but I think these guys, another night mm. with a bit more kind of um, spotlight put on them, if anything, in a more prominent position on the card, could probably have a much better match than this.
0: Definitely. Not right now. either of them off yet. Just, yeah, maybe disappointing is probably the word. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Joe, you mentioned earlier, um, <laughs> Jay White, Tomohiro Ishii, Gado's playing you like a fiddler here, Joe. Um, get, <laughs> doesn't take much to get behind Ishii, though, does he? Uh, I thought he was great in the match. I thought, as far as Jay White's shenanigans go, I gave this 3.75 stars. Uh, I don't love the Gado stuff, but... It felt like it worked, yeah. It wouldn't have, if, if Jay White was going over, I don't think I'd have loved it as much, but the fact that all the shenanigans kind of came to nothing and that he, she got to fight back and do that cool counter from the Blade Runner into a flatliner, wasn't it? And then getting the nice clean with the with the Brain Buster. Again, another coupon buster from, from Big Tom, um, but really enjoyed it, and I think they told a, told a good story and had a good emotional end, even if it was uh, just for you, Joe.
3: Yeah, sorry, Big Tom made me laugh, thinking about ketchup. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah it, this was this was the best match on the show, I thought. Um, mm. uh, number one, when you mentioned Ghetto there, sometimes when I look at Ghetto, and I see even those tracksuits with that smile, do you ever think of the Asian bad guys who get very few lines that were often cast in
0: 80s and 90s action films? Like made up the numbers yeah. in the background, like surrounded, young
3: Yeah, but then Tango and Cash, there's an Asian guy who, uh, (laughs) Kurt Russell. Always
0: comes back to Tango and Cash.
3: Well, Kurt Russell takes him in in Tango and Cash, and there's that guy who's in Die Hard sneaking the
0: chocolate bar. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? He's, yeah. a, he's a stunt coordinator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Under Siege as well. These Big guys. Trouble Little China. Yeah. They're all over that. These guys turn up in a lot of those films from that era, and Ghetto almost looks like he's doing a parody of that to some degree, and <laughs> what, what he's doing with a smile, JP's flat cap on as well. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, as a match, like I'm not <laughs> big on Jay White's chicken shit stuff. I find it incredibly annoying at times and counterproductive. But the best thing is they're not booking Jay White as this dominant heel, which they did last mm. year in the first mm. two matches to get him over. With the same and shit over he and over, stunk up the, those two cards on that first couple of weekends last. Mm. Uh, sorry, first couple of shows last year. And so far this year, he's had two pretty good matches where they've leaned into the chicken shit stuff, but he's not got his way with it. It works a lot better in a match with Ishii, where Ishii can no-sell some of it as well, make these explosive comebacks, which I thought really worked the match as well. I thought this was a really, really good match. It was the highlight of the night, and I really hope Jay White continues in this rich vein of form. And I hope Ishii's going to, but come on, Ishii. He's going to, isn't he? <laughs> yeah.
0: white, we've got to hold out hope for here. I tell you, you, look the business as well, Jay White. Here, I love the white boots, I love the beard. He looks yeah. way better, mm. even the necklace he's wearing looks quite good. The little pads he's got on
3: his uh, like sweatbands and his arms, even like his, he has improved. He has improved. You're not really going to be getting the Jay White rant this year as much as I'm just
0: still eh, about the guy. <laughs> but <laughs> we stuck it in the intro, at least, JP.
1: Exactly. Well, I was, he th- was funny. I was. One of the things I was doing was listening back to sort of the the Jay White rant, and one of the things that really came up was about how he wasn't part of this character. And you can't really say it this like so far he is he's a lot more grown into it now. What I'm hoping for, and this is more of a dream scenario than anything else, is that he tries the chicken shit stuff in his first two matches. He doesn't he's shocked and he's lost and he realizes that he has to really show something necessarily in the ring in order to get the victories. And I'm not hoping that it's in a particularly heelish way, but just something that is a bit more clinical in the ring, let's mm. say, necessarily. And that would kind of cement him then, and hopefully have some some really sort of strong, heated matches. Because the idea now at this point... Well, he's got
3: Toriyano next, so, you know...
1: Well, there's going to be a lot of the idea being though that if he lost to Jano that he would effectively kind of there's a good chance of them being out of the tournament he'd be great yeah. at selling that if he did as well but or, yeah. or
0: selling the fear of losing it I think that'll be and fun I,
1: and I think that will be fun and I think there'll be a lot of that I think there'll be a lot of fear of what Jano's going to do and the spoiler and, and obviously yeah and what he did with Naito on that on that second night as well and they're going to play a lot into it I'm intrigued to see where this goes I mean there's a lot of good people for him to work around that block. You know, be interesting when he gets to him and juice again, cause they had that great match in, um, in San Francisco. Then you're talking about um, the, you know, mention the ma- match he's going to be having with Shingo at some point as well. There's a the potential for Jay White to have a good run of good matches, which will give him the kind of credibility that they're really looking for. And hopefully he'll be booked that way. And that any of the chicken shit stuff, it kind of gets phased out. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah, and all in all, a good match, a good Jay White performance, and mm-hmm. relatively positive things from the three of us about Jay White for once. Um, what well, I won't no, say. That good, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's what followed it. Because I tell you mm-hmm. what, the only thing I've got to say about Tai Chi, tai Chi Naito, I know apparently it was in Tai Chi's hometown. Yeah. Busted out the Iron Fingers. He's fucking shite. And the match was shite. And I gave it, two, I think, 2.75 stars. And I felt like I was, I feel like I was generous now, looking back at my grapple rating. Shouldn't have been a main event. Taichi over Naito, while hilarious, does have me scratching my head. Although, you know, they probably, I think there is a story being told here with both Naito mm-hmm. and Jay White continuing to lose. But yeah, shite and a, a really disappointing main event. Uh, it was shite, uh, just in case anyone missed that. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about
1: that. <laughs> Any notes, JP? I've I've got a lot, as I've already shown on this show, that I, I've got a lot more tolerance for Tai Chi oh. than the you guys. Is but Vali's it was very good. But they're big mates as well, mm. him and Naito, because they've had a series of main events for this. Remember, they've they've had a good few matches. There was a Tai Chi promoted show that he headlined against Naito as well. So I wasn't surprised to see Tai Chi win this. They're hot on Tai Chi
2: he Why? gets those
1: kind of reactions Why? it may be one of these it's japan slightly inexplicable things that we don't understand because we're not around necessarily around the culture in 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 which this character exists but it's yeah it's not good um it, is this going to be his only i've I don't think if you don't like this, I've a bad feeling he's gonna be winning a good few more matches mm. with like the iron claw and whatnot throughout that. So
0: yeah, I'll take the Mio that kind of shenanigans on the outside. Is it Mio yeah. Mio? She, she's, she's very good at it, Mio Arbo. But... Crying and all kinds, like she's a yeah. good actress, Because like, I can't I can't imagine caring that much about Tai Chi, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like if anything's gonna stop us from hating on Jay White this year, it's gonna be Tai Chi hate instead.
3: Yeah. I'll be skipping
0: a lot. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> He's definitely the skippable man. Um, mm. But yeah, decent show uh, for the B block, but I think maybe the main event dragged it down a little bit for me, but still worthwhile endeavor. And, you know, G1's uh, been a relatively easy watch so far. Talking of that, I've not skipped a match so far. Wow. I yeah. want the undercard tags? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <what>? <laughs> JP, have you been watching the undercard tags? <laughs>
1: other than the odd Lions match obviously oh, I over them and those, those LA Young Lions look good Clark Connors and Ryan Fredericks the lad so- dojo JP oh, mate, if you're going to watch one it would be the LA Lions and Kenta, uh, I know you're not going to watch not. it versus Rennery, Ashota Umino and Tanahashi because no. there's like a rivalry between the Young Lion tag teams as well, this is the real story of the G1, who cares if they who fucking wins the G1 <laughs> who wins the battle of the Young Lions
3: good to see you fulfilling your correspondence, correspondence
1: yeah, and I, and duties, I you am but we have haven't talked
0: to the Red so you're slacking on your ones for once that's
3: what the Red Pro is talking about so. yeah. there you
0: go. Uh, oh well anything else then, G1, otherwise danger, uh, anything before we Actually, go
3: Red Pro and Affiliate New Japan So New <laughs> Japan.
0: Part, part of the duty yeah. there you go, we've got to put it over Yeah.
1: checkmate Joseph
0: yeah No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. anything more anything more you're looking about, forward to about coming to Liverpool or anything else we want to talk about before we uh, we get out of here or uh, is that enough for our night well, I suppose we'll be watching some G1 together when uh... oh, yeah, cool. yeah same weekend awesome. Yeah, have to get some yeah. uh, some podcast recorded that weekend
3: oh wow yeah in your house Ben looking forward to it you can come to and, my, then, uh, and, and then we, and then we get
1: on though. to the real highlight of the summer wrestling schedule Triple Mania
0: he always brings it back to Triple A doesn't he Joe what is that Correspondency work once again. <laughs> Always manager. Uh But yeah, we'll make some plans for that. But yeah, it's going to be quite the summer. I'm feeling good right now. Uh, yes. Talk to me in a week. Uh, we'll probably we recording. should
1: say we're, we're recording next Tuesday. Are we? No, Monday. We? Are we recording on Monday next
0: week? We I are recording Monday, Monday yeah. next week. There's no week. G1 show Monday, so I think we're good. Oh yeah,
1: we are. Yeah. Sorry.
0: If but, we're not, we'll do it. No,
1: let's keep the audience on their toes. Is <laughs> it Monday or is it Tuesday? We'll, we will literally decide between us there you go. Uh,
0: but yeah this one's gone long enough hopefully we can keep these things down but there's a lot of, lot of wrestling to watch so yeah uh, the show notes will be your friends but if we can do it every Monday and then we'll talk SummerSlam weekend a lot to watch uh, we'll discuss uh, how many shows we're going to do there too but yeah until then anything to plug JP anything you want to say no
1: I've got no plugs enjoy the sun people enjoy go. it
0: enjoy that Follow JP on Twitter at JPJP. I'll plug you if you want. Follow me. At yeah, Follow the Grapple app at Grapple app on Twitter. Download Grapple both on Android and on iTunes. Uh, there is an Android update coming. Um, I've seen Gareth tweeting that out to people on Twitter. So look forward to that. Um, but yeah, download the app, get your ratings in, and uh, join us in the G One conversation. This is the uh, the the summer of Grapple. The first time there's been a, a Grapple app during the G One, so it's definitely uh, interesting seeing people's uh, ratings get collated. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll just have to have a word with Gareth, won't we, about our uh, our fantasy G One next year. That's uh, that's that's stage two of the Grapple app, I reckon. And
1: I, and I think we're going to be getting Gareth to do some G One stat based wildness as well. So I look forward to that.
0: Definitely, yeah. We'll get get some of that stuff out there as well. But uh, yeah, you can looking forward to that. Look forward to us to talking more G1 next week. We'll uh, have a little bit of a catch-up on the news. We haven't had much of a news segment the last two weeks with so much to watch. Doesn't seem like there's much going on next weekend, JP, but uh, I'm sure we'll find something. Um, but yeah, next week we'll be talking everything going on in the world of wrestling. We'll be talking G1. But for now, we're very tired, and we'll uh, see yeah. you next week.
1: Bye. Sorry! About your damn luck. <laughs> I'm a creek swimming, moonshine sipping, <laughs> dead
2: skinning, beer drinking, Johnny Cash Christmas!
3: Johnny Cash name <laughs>